I've seen those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ha! You didn't know I'm gonna say that, did you? Your move, creep. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Huh? Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? We kicked its ass. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Film Feast podcast. I'm your host, Matt Bledsoe. Uh, this week, we are continuing our series on the Indiana Jones movies, and we are talking about Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh, to help me talk about it, I'm actually joined by a lot of the same gang that helped me talk about Last Crusade last week, uh, starting with one of the hosts of the upcoming Imperial Scum podcast. It's Chris Breras. Chris, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm back again, people. So but I'm not as angry as last time. So I think that's a good thing. <laughs> Got all your anger at Shazam 2 out last week. And now you're now you're good. <laughs> I am okay. Zen. I am you're Zen. zen. <laughs> this is good. This is good. Um, next up, we have the other host of the Imperial Scum podcast. It's Andy Gorham. Andy, how you doing? Hey, Matt. I am great. Thank you for having me back on. You guys, you keep trying to get me out, but Indiana Jones keeps pulling me back in. So <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no one's trying to get you going here. Andy. We all love you, Andy. We don't want to I, know, you out. I know. <laughs> I'd have you here all every week if I could. So, well, thank you. Uh, uh, up next, uh, we have the host of the Cobwebs podcast and YouTube channel, uh, Daniel Epler. Daniel, how you doing? Oh, uh, Matt, I- I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you. I prefer to be introduced as an interdimensional being. Oh, okay. I'll go back and correct that in the end. <laughs> That's the part of the movie that cracks me up because I'm like, they're obviously aliens, but Spielberg's like, no, 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 they're interdimensional beings. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. Under five minutes and under five minutes and a shot has been fired at the movie already. I've actually got a little anecdote about that, Daniel, when we get to it. Okay. All right. Uh, But before we get going, last but not least, we have the man that's been uh, the co-host for this whole Indiana Jones series, James Coddington. James, how are you? Hello, I'm doing good, Matt. Thanks for having me back on my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, the takeover has begun. That was really nice of you to let Matt do the intro there. Yeah, I wanted to give him, you know, I let let him enjoy it for a little longer. (laughs) I was listening to the last episode, and that joke just kept going the entire time. And it got stronger and stronger as the episode went on that James was taking over. Oh, I would never. I would never. <laughs> you know, we see a little bit of cardboard games. of Matt. <laughs> then we're like, wait a minute, what's happening here? <laughs> no, I like, I like I like the co-host duties. That's that's way better because then I'm not like in charge. In charge, I don't want any responsibility. You know, like <laughs> that's I'm how a I follower, feel about guys. Things. I'm not a yeah. leader. Okay, <laughs> I'm like mid mid level. <laughs> like, like I'm mid management. I just want to. Yeah, <laughs> so James got into the middle job, manager of film piece. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want responsibilities either. Why am I doing this? Uh, so it's like the editing. Yeah. You don't want this, James. It's a burden to. I know. To I host know. This podcast. That's why officially now I am saying 
You it's can a keep bird. your job. It's a bird. <laughs> I will allow you to keep your podcast. Yes. It's a burden I've been doing for three years, and I <laughs> guess I'll keep going. Um, uh, and, I don't know what we're doing. It's hard off the rails. Anyway, James, thanks for being back. I uh, you've helped steer the ship a few times, so I'm like, so I appreciate it. Um, okay, so I'm glad we're all back for Crystal Skull, which uh, may be controversial. <laughs> we'll get into it. We won't get into it quite yet. Um, like last week, we're gonna do talk about what we've seen lately. Just everybody kind of pick one thing. So I'll go from my left to right. So I'll go start with Andy. Anything you want to talk okay. about, Andy? Uh, sure. I saw the Flash, a little known, you know, no non-controversial <laughs> movie at all that's going around Twitter. Everybody loves it. Nobody hates it. There's nothing to talk about. Uh, no, it was. I went in with very low expectations just because of all the news and everything with the whole universe rebooting. I was like, this, you know, take it or leave it. What 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 I get is what I get, and I left completely entertained. Could be the fact that I'm a huge Keaton fan, and Keaton kicks ass in the movie. Uh, what I think her name's Sasha Callie as uh, Kara slash Supergirl. She's amazing in it. Wanted, you know, would love a whole movie of her. So Flash was just was just fun. And Ezra Miller, while they are complicated to say the least, they they did an excellent job. And I will leave it at that. Yeah, that's I, I saw it too. That's what I was going to bring up. So I this happened last week okay. too. I think that you. I think so too. <laughs> you and I are uh, both on. <laughs> I I went with uh, my buddy Ken because we both we were still like we want to see it even though it's like kind of like it almost felt kind of like an obligation more than a like you know it was like yes we'll go see what this is all about. And I had very low expectations too. Uh, I I think I feel about the same you did. Like I I liked it more than I expected. I was almost upset how much I actually enjoyed it. I was like, ooh, I almost feel bad. But it's, I, you know, Ezra Miller's done a lot of uh, shitty things. <laughs> um, so that makes it uh, more, especially when it's the star of the movie. And that always makes it yeah. tougher. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I thought the emotional stuff worked with like Flash and his mom, that whole crux of the story. Very much so. Mm-hmm. But the I thought the stuff, I know you like, I like Michael, I love Michael Keaton as Batman, but I thought that stuff that was most of the stuff in the show, like the big battle, like in the desert or kind of the empty space of that whole battle was like the worst stuff in the movie. I thought it was just kind of like, eh. and I was like, the other stuff outside of that worked better for me. It's still kind of a mess, but I, I did like it more than I thought I would. I, it's just one of the, it's, I heard people say this too. It's like a real mixed bag. Like, the stuff that you like it looks really good the stuff that's bad i thought was really bad so it's kind of like a weird like you know thing but i mean i don't know it is what it is it feels like yep. the whole thing is like turning into like disaster though because it's like that flash and worse than black adam which i thought was like impossible uh at some point so uh yeah black i don't adam know. had a really good opening weekend it just fell off hard after that it's true. I thought they were still disappointed in the. Maybe I can't. I remember it wrong. I thought they were still disappointed about the opening, but they might have had higher hopes. It for... cost too much. I think that was the problem. Mm-hmm. Is that a oh, Black Adam went so far over budget that, like, it had a solid opening, but it cost an just a huge amount. And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's a great opening." if the movie was a lot cheaper than it actually was. Well, like it costs a lot to change the hierarchy of power in the DC universe. So you can't go cheap when it comes to that. <laughs> I love that you said that with the straightest face possible. Straightest face. Like, hierarchy of DC. Love it. Jesus. Rock was saying that for 
so long. And I was like, I don't think you're going to. It's Black Adam. Like, that's not a character yeah, that's no. going to do that. Like, everyone's going to be like, Batman who? I'm all about this Black Adam guy. Black Adam guy. <laughs> Get out of here, Superman. It's all about Black Adam. <laughs> like, it was a real, yeah, real, yeah. Anyway, so, I don't know. Flash was better than I expected because I had really low expectations after all the stuff I heard about it. Um, I, you know, it is it is what it is. I don't even know what to say about it. It's like, yeah, I, I will add one thing as the action fan. Uh, the fights oh, yes, and the, the action, action are very... Fan. Well, well, I'm not saying the, but I'm like, people know me as that. Like, okay, what do you think about the action type crap? The one and only. The one and only. Along with four man. other ones. Um, but the action in it was filmed and edited well. So the fact that um, the director, I'm not going to butcher his name because I'm not good at names. Uh, the fact that he signed on for the new uh, Batman Brave and the Bold has me excited because his action again was edited and shot and framed very well so i'll leave it at that yeah i feel like he had a tough job this was a huge production with i think a lot of issues and uh yeah i think so. that's why he he got it they were like hey good job you steered this ship and <laughs> here's batman <laughs> yeah andy machete i think is how you pronounce his okay, name but you. yeah so uh i like the most of their stuff i just yeah i don't know yeah. i think he was in a bad situation with that movie but you know it is what it is so move on so catch on hbo max down the road or just i'm sorry max <laughs> uh max okay <laughs> please we, it's just max now we dropped the quality get the part hbo of out of here okay? yeah, get the hbo stuff out of here no one cares about that um anyway <laughs> so uh james what do you want to talk about what did i want to talk about uh, <laughs> um definitely not any action movies um Never seen those, but uh, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to, I didn't, I, again, you know, I, I still really like, One thing taken out of context, know, and now I'm the I, bad I, guy I, of the group. Jeez. I'm Andy, I've been the Jaws movie. guy for two months. <laughs> it's okay. I, I feel your pain. <laughs> well, I did watch the action movie of the week, Extraction 2, but I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about Bones and All that I caught up with. Oh. Um, have any of y'all seen that? No. No, okay. Oh, I'm sure. going. Cool. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. It's not a movie that has much to talk about in terms of like plot. You know, it's not one of those. It's, it's a. It's kind of like a well, vibes only <laughs> movie. <laughs> I mean, there is a plot. You know, whatever. It's, it's about the, these. Again, I don't really know. Is it okay to talk about movies that are over a year old, you know, and stuff like they're, they're they call themselves <laughs> eaters, uh-huh. kind of like kind of like vampires, you know. It's almost like a modern day take on vampires, but they're like cannibals, basically. And it's uh, it's just really I don't know. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, it's got Timothy Chalamet and uh, the the main girl in the movie. Oh, I heard about that one. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, never yeah. heard. I've never seen her or heard of her before. Her name's Taylor Russell. Uh, she was really good too, uh, but it's just about like she kind of like you find out pretty quick that she's got something going on with her whenever something happens, and then it's basically her leaving her house and going. It's kind of like a road trip movie, also. So that's why I say vibes only, like because it's really just like she meets up with Timothy Timothy Chalamet at one point, and then they kind of start going on this trip together because he also is an eater and um you know she's kind of like figuring out how to deal with this and like you know the moral implications that it kind of brings about because obviously they're eating people you know like 
and I, I don't really know. I don't want to say too much more because like that's enough. It's just it's interesting, and it's on that that kind of level where I you know there's no like set pieces or whatnot. It's just this journey you take with them. Oh, but also Mark Rylance is in it. He's amazing in it. The BFG himself. Um, <laughs> he plays this real creepy dude, and he's all like one of the best parts of it because uh, he shows up a few times in the movie, and it's like he's really good. I mean, he he plays that part really well and then um also david gordon green shows up randomly oh and so does uh mark stolberg is that his name the guy from he's he's stolberg stolberg serious man is that right yeah, yeah. um dr strange too yeah dr strange too. <laughs> but they show up in this one scene randomly too and that, that, it was weird because i was watching it and like the whole time i was thinking you know, i was saying like vibes only like Terrence Malachy and then David Gordon Green shows up and I'm like oh yeah well this makes sense he's in it too you know like because it felt like one of his earlier movies you know as well and so I don't know if you're into any of that or if anything I said made any sense at all to you then <laughs> I mean I'm into vibes uh I, yeah, I yeah. really want to see it I, I can't believe I haven't yet I've heard it's fantastic yeah, yeah well and uh, I'll, I'll say one more thing last thing too is like a big thing that I liked about it was it, it feels a little weird like stylistically uh filmmaking wise like uh, you know, it's directed by, I don't know how to say his name either, Luca Guadagnino. Guadagnino. Okay. Look at you go. <laughs> Knowing all these guys' names. Um, he was going to uh, take over the podcast. He's going to yeah, have two. Yeah. <laughs> he takes another second podcast. I can't even handle one. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing great. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, like, you know, so it, he did what? Call Me By Your Name and Suspiria Remake. Oh, Suspiria Remake, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah so it, it's just, it's very interesting because it, it feels very like lo-fi and you know it's just kind of like naturalistic but it's also it's just got some strange like the camera is is, is strange it does some strange things that but i i was kind of fascinated by it honestly like but you all you would have to see it to understand kind of what i mean and i can't like i could tell you but you'd have to see it so <laughs> okay go see it or watch it <laughs> stream it it's on mgm yeah. plus have you ever heard of that cool streaming service <laughs> i literally haven't no <laughs> Uh, downloaded too many services. Yeah. Too many services, indeed. Oh my god. Is that like I've a, almost a part totally of... abandoned streaming by this point, to be honest. I'm pretty fed up with it all. It's understandable yeah, yeah. that uh, there's too much. Uh-huh. Isn't MGM Plus like a add-on to Prime now or something? Oh, you can get it. Yeah, you can get it that okay. way. Like I, I, getting I looked it up because I was like, but... it's gotta be streaming on something, and it it's not, you know, and I, I didn't really want to buy, you know, I don't like to like bit, I don't always like to like buy or rent movies that like that, you know, if I can help it. Because sure, I don't sure. know, you know, you never know if I'm gonna want to watch it again or but uh it's on MGM Plus, so I got that free trial and hooked it up. Yeah, you think with it being on Prime, like they own MG, like they bought it, right? Like last yeah. I checked, it's, so it's <laughs> so like they made another service to make I don't know more how money. that works. Yeah. <laughs> like well, you said like it right there to make more service. money. Bezos, have fun in space. <laughs> He needs more money, guys. He doesn't have enough. Um, <laughs> he needs her $9.99 a month for MGM Plus. <laughs> Just imagine turning around like in a chair, like, make another streaming service. I need more money to go to space. Uh, <laughs> we'll call it MGM minus. Wait, no, plus. <laughs> Everything's got to be plus. That is true. No one's tried minus yet. Um, anyway. So, James, I will watch it event because I meant to watch it last. It was just last year, right? It came out, right? 2022. And it felt like one of the buzzier, yeah, yeah. like, got more buzz. And I still never got around to it. So, yeah, all right. Yeah, it was yeah. one that I almost went, but it was, you know, it was one of those also ones that came and went immediately. You know, like oh, if yeah, you don't yeah. see it that first couple of weeks, you're probably not going to see it. But 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Daniel, what do you got? Uh, yeah, so I'll just talk about the best movie that I've watched recently, uh, and that's Run from 1991. Uh, it's an action thriller starring Patrick Dempsey. Um, I discovered, I, I think I really liked Patrick Dempsey before he got handsome. Um, so he's this kind of... <laughs> it's uh, it, Okay, so it is a really good setup. It's about this um, kind of cocky law school student played by Patrick Dempsey who's on his way to Atlantic City. He wants to go play poker because he likes poker. And his car breaks down in this small town and um, and uh, so while the 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 people in the shop are taking care of his car, this taxi service picks him up and uh, they, he hooks him up with this back room uh, casino that exists in the town. So Patrick Dempsey goes in there. He goes in to play poker. He plays against this pretty angry guy and uh, Patrick Dempsey wins handily. And the angry guy is angry about it. And uh, and some really bad stuff goes down from there. And Patrick Dempsey ends up being on the run from a lot of bad people for pretty much the whole movie. It's a one crazy night movie. Um, so it's this really intense, like serious situation, but it's got a really like great sense of fun to it. Like Patrick Dempsey's popping off one liners like. I, I think there's one point where he after this crazy chase sequence where he's like, whoa, what a night. And it's still early. Just that kind of goofy stuff. And I, I love wow. that. I just eat it up. Um, and Kelly Preston co-stars in it. And oh. Kelly Preston is an all-time fave for me since she's fantastic in it. So I really love this movie. It's just kind of the perfect kind of 90s thriller for me. So I thought it was great. Wow. Yeah, I saw you post about that and I'd never heard of it before. I probably it doesn't help. It has a very generic title. Just run. That doesn't ever help. True, the movie. Yeah. And then I look like if I remember right, when I looked at it, it wasn't streaming anywhere. Or... Yeah. So it even skipped the DVD format. I heard about it from this this YouTuber I follow. Um, he was talking about it and I found it. I could watch it on YouTube and the quality is not great, but it's fine. And it was yeah. totally watchable. So I really enjoyed it on YouTube. Um, it just seems like a perfect Kino Lorber movie. So I really you hope saying Kino it, can get it. That's a Kino movie. Like, yeah, early sure. 90s kind of thriller that's like been kind of forgotten about. That's that's Kino's uh, thing. Um, sure. I will have to check that out. That's, I love a One Crazy Night movie, too. That sounds pretty cool. So Yeah, yeah. For sure. I have a question. When did Patrick Dempsey become handsome? Crazy anatomy, right? Wasn't that like his turnaround? I mean, I'm not well, no, I'm in ugly or anything, but clearly he was a goofy find me looking guy when he was a teenager. Oh, well, was, that's before Crazy Run. Anatomy. That's what I was saying. Like, I know, right? Love and Loverboard before Run. Wait, Crazy Anatomy is before the 90s? No, Can't Buy Me Love and Loverboard. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. That was the I didn't know. So, so like this is like you think he's like kind of uh silly or goofy looking, um, Patrick Dempsey at that point. <laughs> Not McDreamy. He right? doesn't is look that, like him. He doesn't right? look like know. from I mean, Enchanted and Transformers 3 and Grey's Anatomy. That's not what he looks like in this. He looks like Can't Buy Me Love Dempsey. Gotcha. Okay. Yes, he has aged incredibly well. Like he's a suit. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, as even he got, now, he's a silver I'm like, fox. Damn he's it. looking so he good. He gets handsomer and handsomer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's in Scream 3. I guess we could probably call Scream yes. 3 maybe the beginning of Handsome. True. <laughs> Uh, I love him in Screen Three, and I'm yeah, so happy yeah. Screen Five confirmed that him and Sydney ended up together. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Isn't Can't Buy Me Love the whole, whole plot? Like he's like nerdy and can't get a girl. Yeah. Or... Yes. Have you guys? Okay. Have you not seen Can't Buy Me Love? Because it is wonderful. It's amazing. It All is. time. It's amazing. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Great. So good. Another yeah, movie that should mind. be on Kino, but is not on Blu-ray mm-hmm. yet. There you go. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I grew up Dempsey with Can't Buy Me Love. My sister. Like she was obsessed with the car in that movie, like the cabriolet or whatever. She used to want one of those real bad. Like I, I will never forget that. Like she wanted one so bad. 
That's funny. She wanted that and not like the outfit that was a huge deal. Yeah, no, no. She just she liked that car. She loved it for some reason. She <laughs> That's was cool. obsessed with that car. Good car and run as well. Even though it broke down, but other than that, it was good. <laughs> I have heard about Run because I think my sister actually kind of liked Patrick Patrick Dempsey even back then in his nerdy, goofier days. So mm. I remember when Run came out, like her watching that too. But I, I never saw it. I don't think I might have when I was younger, but I don't have any recollection. It's not right. very topical. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't come up a lot, but no. on, on Film Feast it does. Uh, we talk well, in Dempsey I, all the time. <laughs> I think that you know, Matt, you say it, it's kind of funny though. You said that it's got such a generic name, but it's also perfect. Like, right? Like that's kind of the great thing. You can just hey, why not just do that? I mean, you say because it's perfect. Like now in the algorithm, it's probably tough, but that's great. Like, I think that's a great name. Run, you know, he has yeah. a great poster. Oh yeah, yeah, that really poster good. was nice. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to look that one up on YouTube because I want to see that one now. So, um, okay. Last but not least, Chris, what do you want to talk about? I haven't watched any movies in the last week, but what I have done is watched over two seasons of Yellowstone and I cannot stop. (laughs) Taylor Sheridan, baby. (laughs) Okay. I'm not huge into Westerns. I enjoy Westerns, but I'm not oh, the Western guy. I, after episode one, I was like, oh, next episode, next episode. I, I can't stop watching it. It's, it's like all I want to do. I was like, well, I got like 20 minutes, man. Like, I could start an episode, right? I'm like, <laughs> I'm fucking hooked on this damn show. And it's actually, it's slowing down all my video game playing. Because as I said on our last episode, I have now, now, only three days out of finish up on Hogwarts legacy uh, before final fantasy 16. Ain't it going to happen now? Cause fucking Yellowstone. is just, as <laughs> just everything stops. Um, so yeah, all I've watched <laughs> is Yellowstone for a week. Time well spent. That show is fantastic. Just imagine next time you come back, you have a cowboy hat on and you're just like, <laughs> that show is a big Hayden Gilbert thing. Oh, Yellowstone. Uh, yeah. You should talk my mom and stepdad about Yellowstone because they're also obsessed with it. Uh, they should actually get them on the podcast. <laughs> they I actually I think a friend of mine has told me him and his girlfriend started it and they just they can't stop either. They're like, we're just watching Yellowstone, man. We just we can't like it's the characters, it's the cinematography of oh, the action is shockingly good especially like all the tactical work in some scenes. I was like, what? Like I was impressed with it. And the acting from like every, all the actors is great. Oh, it's Costner in that gruff old man mode. You know, he does so well now. Just like, but what I was shocked by is it looks like super pricey. But there's not like a lot of scenes. It is it's just like that, it's that just like all the cinematography show. and like yeah. all the sets and everything just feels and looks beautiful. Like the show looks just amazing. And I'm like, damn, that's a fucking good show. Yeah, that Plus, Yellowstone franchise. No is one insane. is safe. Sorry, I kept, I kept thinking you're almost done. No, no, no. There might <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, that that C- franchise is insanely expensive. Um, like I heard that uh, that spinoff show starring Harrison Ford right now, it's like 1923 or something. It is mm-hmm. millions and millions and millions of dollars per episode. Um, so it's super popular and they are pumping like billions of dollars into it. It's crazy. 
It's Maybe not that smart, but a lot. Bezos' space money is going into Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> week in and week out, I'm like, maybe I'll start it. I'm like, and then Chris goes, I'm on season three, episode three. I was like, I can't devote this much time. I got to play Diablo I... four. I've got other stuff I got to do. <laughs> Luckily, what helps is that the seasons are short. Like the first season's only nine episodes. Oh, uh, the second season was only 10 episodes. So it's like, I was able oh, to blitz it out pretty fast, but from time of recording in three days is final fantasy 16. I played the demo. I, I'm not going to answer phone calls, text messages. I'm going all in all. Can't in. Wait. I don't exist to the world for like three days. I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to spam you. Final fantasy sucks. Final fantasy sucks. Final mm. <laughs> Damn it. I'm oh, kidding. Man. I can never do that. <laughs> Well, I was hoping I was yeah. hoping that you had watched Extraction Two so we could get your tactical expertise. That's on what I was hoping you'd bring up too. Chopper, you know, I was uh, go- you know what? Like I was going to. Um, it dropped on Friday, but on Friday I had like this huge, huge fucking headache. So like in the evening, I sat down in my recliner, dude, just kind of vented out on YouTube for a, just a while, and then I worked on Saturday and Sunday, and today was just. You know, like all my chores, you know, like for the week or whatever. So I just haven't had time, but I'm going to knock it out this week because cool. I, I love the first one. Love the first one. So. Yeah. Well, I, I thought someone was going to bring it up. So now I can bring up Extraction 2. Uh, did anybody watch it? Bes- yes. Okay. James, you watched it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Andy watched it. Daniel, you didn't get to check it out yet. Um, Daniel I like- doesn't know what an action movie is. Man. <laughs> So we're talking action, like 90s, final, yeah. wow, wow, right? <laughs> yeah. Kind of action. Well, that's the action point, I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the one misspeak. <laughs> Andy, works around here now. Welcome to yeah. Welcome to my world, Andy. Come on. Uh, <laughs> one, you make you make one little mistake. <laughs> Jaws. Jaws is a five star movie. <laughs> get get back in the good graces. Um, yep. I like the first extraction. Uh, I couldn't tell you much about anything. You know, like the pl- I mean, he saves a kid. That's it, I guess it's not very hot plot heavy anyway. But like, I liked it. But I think Extraction Two is better overall. I think the action is better. I uh, it does have this problem that we kind of kind of have in Temple of Doom, where it's like when it's like moving, it is really moving. Like it, the set pieces are amazing, but then when it kind of stops, it like the pace is kind of like okay, kind of really stops in its tracks, but it can't it can't keep up the crazy pace. There's like a twenty ish minute sequence where all the actions like threaded together in like a, a fake one or which I mean everyone was talk before it came out everyone was really upset they were like they were like oh you could see all the cuts I'm like well, yeah okay great it's like we know they're not really doing this all in like complete because they go from like a prison a, a fight in a prison yard uh to like a, a warehouse to a train like all in like but it feels very uh kinetic and you don't think about it kind of like being a fake one take sequence it just feels like it flows i thought like it flowed very well they set it up um the fight in the prison yard is amazing i mean chris hemford punching a guy with a a fist on fire alone is like fantastic (laughs) it's uh yeah him shooting that helicopter down with a giant like you know machine gun i mean it's like a it's like a gatling gun or whatever you call it uh it's great. I'm like, if this came out in the 80s, everybody would like love this thing. Like this would be like the biggest, you know, action movie. They'd all love it. Um, so I do really like it. I do think it kind of ends on kind of a weak note for how big everything else is. When it kind of got to the finale, I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's that. Um, but uh, 
yeah, I, I really, I enjoy it. I like Chris Hemsworth as an action star. I wish he would do more stuff like this. I want more like guys doing like 80s action movies. So um, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Andy, James, your thoughts? I thought it was great too. I, I think that you, I echo some of your like the link, you know, it's only two hours, but it did uh, the pacing. It, it does have a little bit, a few lulls. And I don't know if you listened to A4E episode this last week. Have you, Andy? I've not had a chance yet. <clears throat> well, they have uh, fake Rob Hunter on there and, and he kind of is said exactly what I think. It, they, they just spend a couple of extra, you know, and it, it adds up, you know, a couple minutes here of just little moments that maybe didn't need to be there for this style of movie. Right. Like, uh, slow it down just just enough to where like you might be noticing it right um things with like the backstory of side characters and whatnot where and then it comes back to that backstory i think he was mentioning and like i was like yeah exactly like those little moments end up eating up a little bit of the the frenetic pace that we're going on and i think you notice it whenever this is the kind of movie you're going into you kind of feel that more than if you weren't like wanting to just keep going and going and going but uh yeah, I think it's, I thought it was awesome. I, I liked the first one uh, a lot too. I didn't I didn't like it as much as the second one. I liked the second one a lot more. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was awesome. And, and, and you know, he's saying people talking about noticing the cuts. It's like, who cares? Like, wh- what are you doing? Like, why, why, why are you doing that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I really wasn't. That's even not why I watch movies. It. You know, like yeah, I can tell this movie. movie is just a movie and it's not reality. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's a movie. Hello, and like, you know, sorry that I, they can't do everything. Yeah, anyway, they physically no, they could not do what they did things. in a real one take. I'm sure, but uh, I, I didn't. I, I knew what was happening. I still felt like I was not like sitting there clocking like, oh, there's a cut. Oh, there's a cut. Yeah, like, it was like, smooth. I mean, it was and very smooth. Yeah, I thought they didn't did a very good job with that whole sequence. Um. So yeah, sorry, Andy. I don't know if you said it. No, no, you're fine. No, there's there's more in that in those one takes than people are giving it credit for too. Those people that are kind of you know shitting on it, saying you can see the where, where they had to digitally cut, like James and you said, who cares? Like the amount of skill that went into all the stuff leading up to the cut, and then that take place after the cut to the next one. Who who cares? I looked for it the first time watching it through. I just went whatever, and then I went back to that particular scene and i was like trying to stitch it together in my head and i was like because it's so incredibly d- well done that i was like i can maybe pick one or two but it again doesn't matter um i actually kind of liked the lulls because for a movie that's that frenetic it gives you a little bit of a break to where it's not just action 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 there's actually a reason and a propelling story that gets you to each action set piece as opposed to you can tell when somebody's writing something it's like all right we need action right about now this (laughs) felt like okay we need some character right about now so we can take a little bit of a break and i liked it some of them the writing was a little man russo's not my favorite you know which whichever one it was it did any joe russo but i thought hemsworth was really good and you know, he brings that he's got that action star charisma. Uh, I think Vice, you know, said it perfectly where he's like, he's, he's the big bombastic guy, but he also can like play the softer, quieter moments while he's, you know, and then the next scene he's ripping somebody's throat out. But before that, you kind of buy that he's this kind of tortured soul that's going through stuff personally. And, you know, so I, yeah, it was really good. And it didn't have that Netflix sheen over everything. It actually looked like a film. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) uh, in, and as I've been joking lately in Sam Hargrave, I trust when I see that guy's name on something, I'm going to watch it because he's a phenomenal 
director, like visually style, you know, how he moves that camera. It's, and it's different than how other action guys are doing it too. So I love that he's kind of evolving action and other directors are as well. So yep, I have a question. Definitely recommend it. <laughs> to quote James. Um, okay. I haven't seen these distraction movies. I don't understand what they are. So when I, to my eyes, when I see like the poster and the stills, they look like lone survivor they look like grim gritty war movie and that's so not my thing like i like fun action movies so but the way that people talk about it it doesn't sound like lone survivor so like what the heck are these i have no idea what they are i feel like it feels more like oh, kind of like man on fire almost <laughs> like you know where, where he's like or something like along those those lines where chris hemsworth this is like after lone survivor and like all that shit's happened to him but we meet him at a different time in his life where he's like down because of all that crap and like he's had family issues and you know it, it's not a it's not a spoiler because it's very up on front street in the first movie his like child had died of some way they don't go into too much detail but he's kind of haunted over that that he wasn't there for because he was off doing stuff but then he gets to like go extract somebody that needs to get out of a place where they shouldn't be or where they were kidnapped. So it's kind of like taken versus with a little bit of man on fire. And yes, you're right. The posters do have this kind of grim gritty look to them, but the action is like super fun. There's some moments of levity in them and there's some really cool characters. So if that okay. helps. His name is Tyler Rake and he kills a guy That's with true. a rake in the first movie. So that I feel like, I feel That's like pretty good on the joke. It's not just a clever name. They do the thing in two. I don't want to spoil too much about two, but they do a thing in two. Well, first of all, they pick up a two in a really interesting spot you don't see in action movies where you're like, oh, okay. But then they do the thing where they, I feel like they're almost making fun of the whole trope of the action guy or the, the guy goes off to live in the woods and chop and chop like logs, like chop lumber oh, and they come that. and get him back. Like, I feel I like they're very aware of that trope. Like, um, oh, they kind of, it's weird. They kind of do the trope, but I feel like they know they're doing the trope. It's weird. It's almost oh, yeah. like the movie's like, are like not being a parody of like older action movies, but they just know all the beats. I think it's definitely more fun than it's getting credit for. And I think Extraction 2 is fun. There was a few things where I was like, holy shit. Like there was yeah, like a there's, real there's some like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I so, think those moments yeah. are not they're almost tongue in cheek, but it's like they're they're kind of doing it with a hey guys, remember in Commando <laughs> when he was feeding deer and cutting down trees? Yeah. Like <laughs> more of an oh, homage than a parody I like for that. sure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's those kind of moments. It's more like a, you know, a healthy homage to those as opposed to Yeah, like we know the genre, like here's yeah. some stuff, you know. Uh, and I mean, I got, he's, and he's shooting down like helicopters with a gigantic like machine gun. <laughs> it's like very a, unrealistic. Action. Okay, this sounds good. This sounds up my alley. I, the next time I resub to Netflix, I might check these out. <laughs> oh, you know speaking of chopping wood though like thinking about it uh has, is chris pine has, does he have a movie where he chops wood because i'm thinking all the chris's have movies where they chop wood now i do like Except a chris chopping maybe wood. chris pine that's good true trip. can't chris think pine if chris pine, pine has a movie where he's chopping wood I don't well, think he ever he does in Hell or High he Water. He does get laid in like some movies. Is that a euphemism? I mean, <laughs> not, on this, not, not for this, Andy, yeah. unfortunately. I got they, had, they had a Star Trek where they had to go recruit him as like an older Kirk and get him back on the ship. And he's, <laughs> I always yeah. thought it was weird in the first Star Trek when like you you meet him and he's like in bed with the green girl and then he has to get up and he doesn't have any wood. And I'm like, really, dude? Like, <laughs> in bed with this girl and nothing's happening? Because <laughs> he's in tight underwear and like we would see it very unreal like chris oh, not fine 
Oh, he is also in Into the Woods. <laughs> anyway, oh, he oh he's fantastic. He's like the best thing in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Throw that oh. song. They Matt, someone's got to do some research. Find if he's chopped wood yeah. in a movie. Well, the, we well, why did he not <laughs> chop wood in Hell or High Water? That seems like a movie he should be yeah. chopping wood in, right? Taylor Sheridan, yeah, like maybe at their there house. Go, there you go. Yeah, but it's kind of like a dry, <laughs> deserted landscape. Like yeah, they're in Texas or whatever. So yeah, we're not down. big wood choppers down here. <laughs> you would know, yeah. <laughs> uh, not big wood choppers, Sanitation. Uh, I mean, I say that. They're actually, I'm lying because I'm just talking about where I'm from. You know, like in a big, huge metroplex. Of course, we're not, but. There's tons of I could see Texas you chopping wood, though. Chop wood. You'd be a good wood chopper. Yeah, with, yeah, with that oh, beard and everything. Phenomenal wood chopper. What we yeah, actually don't don't see is after we're uh, done here, James goes outside and chops wood. He goes, "Those assholes think we don't have wood chopping." <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, uh, Andy. It's funny though. The, I love this is now. I, this is one of my favorite things about us all getting together and talking. Like you, I was talking about how like oh, you know, Rob on a4e was mentioning the things that i kind of noticed too and the lulls but then you're saying how they work for you or you like them like that's just so awesome like that that's what i love we are we're seeing these things and like it might not work for me as much but you're saying why it works for you movies are so cool and you know like that's just being able to talk about them like that and hear the different you did it to me last week you know with the marcus stuff you know like you were telling me like how you saw it i'm like see that's great like that just makes it me see it that way next time like it might not make me completely change but at least I've got that new perspective and it's just, it's nice. Oh no. I, when it's not I negative. Totally too, like, no. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I totally love it. Cause I have friends that are like, that movie is objectively bad. And I was like, no, it's not. And they're like, yeah, it is. I'm like, why? And they're like, cause of this, 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 I was like, that's a subjective feeling you have. I'm not going into it, but whatever, dude. And he goes, no, that movie sucks. I was like, okay, fine. Whatever. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm looking Twitter. forward to tonight. You know, yeah, basically all, all of Twitter, <laughs> but yeah, they get so mad at me when I'm just, when they like, tell me it sucks. I was like, I can't, I'm like, it didn't work for me, but somebody out there likes it. So why should I spend time shitting on it? So wow. whatever. What a lead into crystal skull. Uh, <laughs> Setting you up, buddy. I know you really, <laughs> that was a good segue. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's talk about kingdom of crystal skull. Uh, so, uh, uh, how many uh 19 years between Indiana Jones movies 89 to 2008 uh long gap in there so well, okay I want everybody's like initial thoughts when they knew there was going to be a new Indiana Jones movie in 2008 like were you excited were you like oh no this is a bad idea um oh, or man. if you had no thoughts oh, that's fine man. yeah <laughs> James you want to go first like you're ready to jump right into that question no I'm not ready to jump into that question but okay. I'm just thinking about my first like seeing it in theater if we get into oh. theater like experiences on our opening night or whenever we first saw it in theater mine is a doozy so <laughs> uh i'll go i'll go okay. um when i first heard about well i mean see here's the thing is they had been trying to make one for years it's like you kept hearing stories about oh and they have a script you know for indie four and i was like do we really need an indie four because like as we said last week three ends <laughs> perfectly and then when they finally said, no, we're going into production, we have this date, here's the cast, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, it's Indiana Jones, I'm going to go. I wasn't super excited until, like I until I started to see uh, like some stills. And as soon as I saw Harrison in the outfit with the hat, I was like, you fucking got me again. God damn it, you got me. <laughs> um, and then I, I saw it opening weekend. And I went with my brother, Sean, um, and like in prep, 
I had watched all three of the other movies with him because he had never seen them. And he loved them. Dude, he loved them, right? And then we get to the movie theater opening weekend, packed house. Dude, we're sitting there. Dude, we're watching the movie. And I'm like, something feels off. On my first viewing, I was like, oh, something's off with this movie. I've grown to appreciate it as we'll get into it. But like, and that part of when Shia is swinging with the CG monkeys, the theater was totally quiet, and, right? And my brother out loud goes, man, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> out loud, the whole theater starts fucking laughing. Oh. And I'm like, I think he might be right. Like, it was one of those things where, <laughs> oh, stick with me for a second. Oh, the feeling <laughs> I got when I walked out of the theater is the same feeling that I had with... Oh, the Phantom Menace, where I liked what I saw, uh-huh. but I was something felt off. Makes I mean, I've grown to I'm just yeah. gonna bust in and say I did not expect this. Uh, yeah, I've I'm gr- a little shocked right now. <laughs> I've grown to appreciate the Phantom Menace and Crystal Skull for almost the same reasons. Is it has a lot of stuff that I really, really like, and I think that, and I hate to script watch. But mm-hmm. I think if they would have made a few changes in Crystal Skull, that it would have been I was seen as just another entry in the franchise instead of the. Oh, we don't talk about Crystal Skull. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh-huh. um, I still have a blast with it. Oh, despite all the issues that I have with the movie, and I'm sure I will get into it. But who's next? <laughs> anybody else itching to go <laughs> Daniel, um, well, you wanna, yeah yeah i'll say I, I'm, I'm the kiddo of the group um i was 15 in two in 2008 and um it's funny listening to the last episode where james talked about how 1989 for him was dominated by batman and indiana jones got overshadowed in 2008 uh it was dominated by the dark knight for me oh, so yeah. i have so many memories of tracking every every bit of the lead up and production of the dark knight of going to see that movie, uh, seeing it like three times in theaters. Like that summer was completely dominated by Dark Knight for me and also Iron Man as as like a number two. And I have very little memory of Crystal Skull. I don't remember tracking it. I don't remember seeing trailers. I don't remember feelings leading up. The only thing I remember about the experience of seeing the movie was thinking Harrison Ford is just way too old to be doing this, which is hilarious now because like I saw <laughs> yes. the Dial of Destiny trailer and then I watched Crystal Skull and I'm like, he's doing great. Man, he looks Skull. great. He looks yeah. awesome. Um, and so, he has a shirtless scene and it looks great. Yeah. He looks, yeah, he's a great shape. We'll talk about it more. Yeah. But it's like, it's crazy now. Yeah. In retrospect. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I have a vague memory of like not liking it, but I don't remember why uh, just thinking he was too old. That's all I remembered. So um, I rewatched it for the first time leading up to that Raiders episode. So um, that was I remembered a lot of things about it, but as far as like my feelings on it, it was like a first time for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, James, you feel like you're, you're ready now to speak about this? Oh yeah. I, I, I can speak. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I too wasn't, I, I, well, not, not, I too wasn't, but um, I think in 2008, I was actually still more interested in dark Knight and Iron Man than I was even crystal skull at the time. I think just cause it had been so long and I was just kind of like, didn't have like huge hopes for it really after like 
I wasn't like huge into the prequels either. So I was just like, oh man, this is, I'm scared this is going to feel that way. Prequels, Star Wars. Sorry if I say prequels, <laughs> as if everyone knows what that means. Um, <clears throat> the Star Wars prequels, you know, they had come and, you know, they didn't all quite work for me. And so I was worried, oh, is that same thing going to happen with, you know, Indiana Jones coming back after so long? So I was more interested in Dark Knight and Iron Man. And, uh, but, I was excited to see Crystal Skull because I love Indiana Jones and why wouldn't I be, you know, give it a shot. So uh, opening night, trying to think how old, I don't want to say how old I was, but I mean, I was pretty old. I was old enough to consume alcohol, I'll say that much because that is all I remember about. (laughs) You the drugs that night, James. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. So these things around here, they're called movie taverns and they, uh, they serve alcohol and, you know, it's like kind of like draft houses. Um, but I had way too many beverages before the movie started. Oh, so okay. I basically have, he was Indiana drunk. Yes. I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good. Yeah. I really, like, I really honestly don't have any memory of the movie itself. Like, because I'll tell you, the only thing I remember is walking into the theater, falling down some steps, literally <laughs> and wow. getting into my seat and then that's kind of it and that's that's horrible <laughs> to say because that's like man that's that's bad but um <clears throat> that, that's the last thing i remember about seeing it in the theater wow. so what a horrible experience um didn't revisit it until the probably the, the blu-rays came out you know i got the blu-ray set um so i didn't even have same as daniel i didn't really have any obviously i didn't have any feelings about it i was like like literally just flashes of moments and like in my brain all i could remember was cg like that's all that my brain would like oh it's just fake Indiana Jones and Christmas you know that, that was just a fake movie you know like what doesn't exist for me but re-watching it I didn't obviously hate it that much but it I did not enjoy it even upon my first like actual sit down watching it all the way through it, it, a lot of that still came through for me like I think Chris mentioned on the last episode first thing that felt off was you know the loss of uh, Slocum and Kaminsky's camera like visually it just you know what was it you said perfectly last time like has a sheen to it and someone said even on this episode netflix sheen like that's what it feels like it feels feels a little artificial and again i don't know why it just does i I can't pinpoint it why and it's not all the time but it's like 75 percent of the time which is too much for me Uh, there are moments where it kind of frees up but yeah i don't know It, it just didn't still click for me a lot of the the script like felt even goofier to me than you know crusade was you know had heightened all the comedy bits and you know Mm -hmm. whatnot but i felt like it even went further in crystal skull and then didn't have any of the good emotional stuff that uh crusade did right so it was like oh now i'm getting all this and then nothing to bring me in you know it's just all goofy tone to me um which is fine like again but uh, that's what I was left with and then it's kind of what I've been left with the last few times but I'm just now every time I revisit it and I've revisited it a few times this year alone I'm kind of just trying to like focus more on the things that I do like you know because I, I would love to do that and so I'm trying to like push out the negative things we'll talk about more of the negative things as we go but uh, that's that's me like I, I don't love it and it's definitely low tier Spielberg probably my least favorite Spielberg overall okay Wow. <laughs> Boom. There you go. <laughs> right off the bat. Uh, Andy, 
do you remember your initial thoughts on uh, Crystal Skull? Oh yeah, of course I do. I was, uh, I think I'm the elder <laughs> statesman of the group possibly. So um, let's see, 2008, I was 28. Uh, my oldest was four. So I was like, this is one of those movies where I was like getting out of the house to go see it. And I was like, do I take him with me? And I was like, uh, no, because I want to see Indy <laughs> without any sort of, you know, running to the bathroom or, to, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I went and I was ex- excited leading up because it's one of those things like a new indie movie like next to star wars indie's been like the franchise that's been with me as long as any, you know anything else has so um i went in i was excited i was slightly disappointed in some aspects but for the most part i i left i was the only one of my friends who was like man i kind of i i liked it like i didn't love it love it but I really liked it, guys. And they were like, you're an idiot. That movie sucked. It's this. That's that. He swang with monkeys. I was like, Temple. Of... I'm like, guys. You and Matt should have traded friends. I know. I know, right? We so, the way I've friend come... groups, yeah. so the way I've kind of come to it is Raiders and uh, the Last Crusade feel like they're of the same ilk. Temple of Doom and Crystal Skull feel like they're of the same ilk. Temple of Doom, there's a lot of scenes where I'm like, that's on a freaking set. And nobody's complaining about that. Yet this one, I get that same kind of feedback. And I'm like, but they're both zany. They're both kind of taking Indy in the complete opposite direction as the previous movie. And that's why I'm really curious for Dial to see where that falls. I, I, I'm hopefully it's right in the middle of both, like some wackiness from both Crystal Skull and Temple of Doom with some of the more, you know, traditional indie stuff from Raiders and Last Last Crusade. So that's where I'm at. Every time I've watched it since then, I've liked it more and more to where I'm like, I feel like an apologist. And granted, I know I cast a wide net and people are like, you don't, you don't hate anything. I was like, you're right. I don't talk about what I don't like because like, you know, as there's, someone, a, there's enough of that that's out there. <laughs> so as someone who texts Andy every day for the better part of almost a year i want the internet to know there are movies andy oh flat out hates he <laughs> just he doesn't put it out on so, <laughs> he just he doesn't put it out on social media because that's not like his style but trust me if he doesn't like a movie he doesn't like a movie all right fine it's fine there. guys it's <laughs> fine it's jaws no i'm kidding, just kidding. <laughs> sorry mad at that real uh, quiet uh no it's <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, so no, yeah. so I I left it, and again, subsequent watches, I get, I get, and it, it's one of those weird things. Like I'm watching it, and I'm like, I get why people don't like this, or might have issues with it. But like personally, I'm like, it, I want to see indie doing ridiculous stuff. I see indie doing ridiculous stuff. Shia LaBeouf is not a problem. Every, I mean, as a human being, yes, problem. In the movie, he's not a problem at all. He's actually a breath of fresh air. Honestly, there's a mo- there's many moments where he brings out the kind of best in Harrison Ford in this role, not in Indy in general, because that's already been done and nobody's touching that. But in this movie, some of their best moments are when they're playing off of each other. And we'll get to there and talk about it. So, so all Matt. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we had different experiences. I was the friend who walked out of the movie and was like, I hated that. I thought it was terrible. And I had friends yelling at me like, you care too much about movies, man. She's supposed to be entertainment. Like, it's supposed to be mindless fun. Like, I'm like, like this. I, I have a podcast. It's 2008. So I'm like, 
<laughs> but they knew I liked movies. I thought they were like, okay, Roger Ebert, sorry, it's not uh, a <laughs> classic. <laughs> it's just not good. I was like, I like plenty of blockbusters. Like, I don't think it's a good blockbuster. Um, so, my God. Yeah, so I was getting like, I was just, it was not a pleasant experience. And it's funny because, yeah, you guys kind of reminded me, Daniel and James, like uh, about the build up to this. There was so much going on in 08 with other movies with, um, uh, Iron Man and Dark Knight specifically kind of like overshadowing it felt like everything um, so Indiana Jones kind of felt like almost uh, like taking a back seat and I remember I talked about this last time I think that I got into the indie movies like late like I got that DVD set in probably 2002 2003 so I was late to the series I mean I liked them when I watched them at home but I've only at that point it's only five years until <laughs> until uh, Crystal Skull so I'm like new to the series so I don't have the, like the deep rooted nostalgia but i was like i'll go see the new indiana jones movie it'd be fun um i do remember a lot of jokes at the time about like you know that he was too old and uh, so many old jokes and it's just so funny in retrospect that it's like it's like you're watching i was like he's not that old to do this now and then you see the dollar destiny you're like ooh, he might be too old for it now <laughs> like we were too we were premature on the old jokes because he it's like he can get older guys he could play it like 15 14 years later however long it is and uh yeah, so I I just I went in with like kind of like you know I was like it's Daniel Jones I'll see it and then walked out like very like just I don't know just like not in a good mood <laughs> it was like that's not good um, and yeah a lot of it did kind of feel like at that point too it's a really bad time for it to come out because it almost feels like it's getting left behind because it's this thing that's coming back from it's been on the shelf like nineteen years and it's coming out the same year as these two things that are kind of like you know for better or worse however you want to think about it but taking movies in a different direction from that point on because then it's like dark and especially iron man at the mcu it's almost like this indiana jones feels like it's kind of just come out of the past and it's kind of, i think people are kind of like oh, not over it but they're kind of like yeah we've moved on to our things you know like you're a little old timey now indiana jones but um but here's I, what's I, funny yeah is it made over 300 million dollars it was. I know. I saw it made a ton of money. Yeah, it's like it was just a million under Iron Man one. It was number three domestically. That's crazy. in two thousand eight. Like it's it, so crazy. It, it was a massive hit. Number two so worldwide. Like, did it do really yeah. well? Did it do like way better international compared to domestic, or was it like a pretty even? Oh, I doubt uh, it. Indiana Jones is so American. Uh, um, it made seven hundred and dads. Dads are hyped for Indiana Jones. They all grew up on it. <laughs> That's true. It made almost eight hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, back every stupid thing it. I said. That uh, I don't. It's funny because it doesn't. I I remember. I even saw that. I forgot. It made all that money, but it felt the time. It felt like one of those things where a lot of people didn't like it. So it's like everyone who gone to see it was not everybody. Obviously, I mean, but like I mean, I hate to use the analogy. Oh, again. Episode one is the Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. there's so many people who flat out hate that movie, dude. Right. And you see, like, all these Star Wars lists, it's always near the bottom. It made a domestically over $400 million. Spider Man 3 made a ton of money just the previous year as well. So, I mean, it really is like the last movie that kind of decides the box office a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just funny. I think it's one it. of those things, too, where like, Oh, social media, like, oh, we put a, a lot of stock into everything oh, that is said on these movies on social media. 
we have such a small little area. So true, man. That well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our general <laughs> audiences, they don't give a shit for real. Guess like, what? Or whatsoever. Nobody's or look at the talking flash. about the last night ever. Nobody's talking about it outside of our little core group on Twitter. We're we're hating so, on it. Some people are loving it. <laughs> Nobody's, well, the nobody's same goes, talking about it. Yeah, it's not even <laughs> just our social media circle, like Chris was saying, but it's even just in general in 2008. That's still the True. early date. Like YouTube had only been around for a couple of years. Like everything was kind of just really starting yeah. in terms of like yeah. people get worried about Rotten Tomatoes and all that. Like none of that mattered yet as much as it does now, even though it doesn't matter now. Still, you know what I mean? Like right, it wasn't yeah. even in even in anyone's. I don't think Twitter existed like, yet. Ours, you know, right? Like, eight. Uh, it's things a have very just changed time. so much. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. And we don't hope so, but the movie bubble, James, the whole movie bubble idea, yeah, like we yeah. live in a movie bubble. And uh, yeah, I don't yeah. maybe because in my memory, it's really like, yeah, it came out. It did really well, but it just felt like it left such a bad taste in one's mouth. I guess like episode one, it was like, yeah, it made a ton of money. But like the the after effect was kind of like, oh, you know, like what was what mm-hmm. was that? I don't know. Um, I think you mean, oh, <laughs> <is the> after- <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's like like even now, like. I've been a defender of this movie for a long time. And when I did oh, the marathon watch of all four of them, like in my 4K set, I had all these people in my mentions going, oh, Crystal Skulls, this And I was like, where were you guys back in 2010? <laughs> like, yeah. dude, and it's the same thing on the Star Wars prequels. I, I was there when those fuckers came out and I was going guys look man there is some awesome stuff in like in the phantom menace and i was berated over and over and over again and now as soon as the sequels come out and it's going to be the same thing on indiana jones you know some of us were born in the early 90s and we weren't around for all this just saying (laughs) but like it's going to be the same thing Papa Squad, Daniel, we'll tell you what things what things were like before social media (laughs) where were you guys well i was five years old so <laughs> I'm like, sorry. I, I wasn't praising it's gonna Phantom be the same you. thing on dial of destiny is it's you, gonna come yeah. out everyone's gonna see it everyone's gonna there's gonna be a large chunk of twitter that's gonna think it's the worst fucking thing that we've ever seen it's gonna make a shit ton of money and then everyone's gonna go back and be like it's not as good as crystal <laughs> skull and i'm gonna be like Jesus, gosh, here we go again it's like, where were you people all these years ago? I mean, I kind of just it's happened. It's a vicious with, cycle with this movie. It kind of happened with the Transformers movies because the new Transformers came out and people were like, we miss Michael Bay. We miss the last no, night. And sorry to bring this up. If but only it, people it could see Daniel's face. Just, it keeps mm-hmm. happening. It's like if okay. a new thing comes out and it's not like amazing, everyone's like, Ugh, remember what we had? And it's like a thing that got shit on like nonstop people it's are really just... bad with spider-man actors every time a new spider-man oh God, gets yeah. cast everybody trashes the last one yeah, and then when yeah. it, we get another one everyone's like oh the oldest one was actually the best one we were just shitting on every time here's very circular uh yeah <laughs> Batman actors problem, too. or here's part of the answer yeah. is the fact that the people who were shitting on it were people that grew up liking what was originally there Exactly. Now yeah. that the kids who watched Phantom Menace when they were four, five, six, seven, eight, now that they're in their twenties, they're like, mm-hmm. that movie was good. And now that's yeah. why we get this cyclical motion. It's actually not the old stodgy fans who come back around and go, actually, it was great. Well, some <laughs> exactly. of us are. Thankfully, <laughs> some of you do. Yeah, yeah. We you have guys. some of the coolest stodgy old fans there are. <laughs> but 
for the most part, I see things through and I'm blessed by having a 19 year old kid who saw who I forced to watch all of these. And I'm like, you're watching Indiana Jones, you're watching back, you know, back to the future. You have to have a solid film background. So when you see this new stuff, he could care less. He was just like, yeah, yeah. Crystal Skull was fun. And that's, and yeah, that's it. He doesn't care. So I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Little movie but, called yeah, Last so, Action Hero that just had an anniversary was this. <laughs> just I have to shout it out that nobody went to bat for it in '93, but now all the people around my uh, age. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay. Whoa, we didn't have social I media, man. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> yeah. You were pretty. How old were you? '93. Weren't you like 10? 13? '93. You? <laughs> I was 12. You're still 13. a kid, though. I'm saying you're you're not. Like, I'm talking about the older, the older, the adult fans oh, okay. of Arnold were like, oh, I don't like this. Oh. Anybody who's like under sixteen when last year comes out, uh, comes out, it's fine. But I was saying like a mo- that movie, that movie now has all people were like, I love that movie, but they weren't, they couldn't, they had no voice in '93, especially, and there was no internet. So as a twelve year old, you put it got online and been like, it's awesome, <laughs> but um, didn't exist. You can even see boobs online. It took an hour and a half just to download a, pix- a pixelated. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, it's, I never thought living through the prequels, I never could have imagined a turnaround for those movies like that happened because oh, I just thought so big. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. I was like, there from the very beginning. I, I give you credit, but uh, I was like, it, it ain't going to happen. I was like, no, these are like, we, they were done with in no five. And I was like, well, all it took, all <laughs> it took was one movie. And that was the last Jedi. Cause I remember I everyone was before that though. I mean, for my generation, we all loved revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. I love Revenge of the Sith too, but it was one of those things that I didn't. The best one. Yeah. I remember watching that going, oh, this is the best one, but it was over then. It was like, oh, well, they wrap that up and that's done. So yeah. I remember I didn't really see like the, you know, all those accounts, all, all those accounts and all the YouTube videos of how Star Wars is ruined until Last Jedi. And then yeah. I started seeing all the, oh, oh, the prequels are great. And I'm like, Where'd this come from? <laughs> you know what I really want to know? I really want to know what Matt thinks of Crystal Skull now. Yeah. I'm so I was curious. Gonna, I was he didn't post a, a rating of... on Letterboxd, so I'm curious. Oh, yeah, yeah. I held off on that. Uh, it's like, uh, we have been dancing around this. So, okay, Crystal Skull. Um, watching it today, for the first time since the theater, I liked it a hair better than 2008 and i mean we have one people we can shut the episode down there we go if it was a whole hair a whole hair i'll say i'll give it a number i'll give it if i thought it was like a what kind of hair are we talking like a human hair or a rabbit i'll put it i'll put a number on it for you if if i thought it was like a four out of ten oh eight i think it's like a five out of ten now like it went up i don't i think the first 40 minutes had me convinced. I was like, I'm going to turn around on this movie because I really enjoyed like the first 40 or so minutes with like, I think the opening's great. I have never, I never had a problem with the whole like fridge nuking thing, even though it's ludicrous because like, I just love, like, I remember a friend saying like when that fridge bounced down that hill, it's like, he come out like a bag of just blood and bones. Like there'd be no. If they'd have had it slide down the hill, nobody would be saying yes. a damn thing. He shouldn't have. Well, he also wouldn't have survived have just... the last three movies either. If we're talking about. Oh, I was going to say, so. yeah. I mean, even Temple That's true. Yep. Oh, like they wouldn't all be bones. Well, and then guts I thought about the, the raft, whole dropping like, out what? of the. Yeah. With the plane with the raft on a mountain. And you know, there's been ridiculous. Not that. Yeah, I mean, I let that go too. I was like, "Well, that's ridiculous." I said the same thing about the the fridge thing. Like, oh, it's ridiculous, but it's a fun yep. sequence. Um, mm-hmm. Like, and I forgot. I thought that was like somehow like the opening opening. Like, the, like, but I forgot about the whole warehouse before that. That whole part's fun. 
um leading to that part is i mean it's all i like all of it it's good it's well done um i'm like this is good and then even like we get a little past that that whole motorcycle chase that goes into the library has one of my favorite parts when he's writing off he's like you gotta get out of the library to be a real archaeologist as he takes off <laughs> um but then i feel like it hits this like brick wall once they start kind of really getting going on the whole I guess you mission of the movie, like especially when they get like the, the jungle stuff. I feel like that's that's yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's a combination of like uh, you know, there's sets in there and some practical locations and some CGI backgrounds, but it's like this weird mix. I don't like how it looks, and I just I just like I it hits this wall where I'm like, oh no, no, now it's gone off the rails, even though I like Marion coming back. Uh love that, love her coming back. There's, just, there's little things peppered in through the, the back half of the movie, but oh, I'm just like, I don't care about this mission. I it, I don't even think that it's like, oh, people hate, they think it's dumb. It's like aliens. I'm like, eh, that's fine. Whatever. We've had everything in these movies. Like, interdimensional um, beings. I'm sorry. Interdimensional <laughs> beings. Oh, you got John Hurt off of this movie. Interdimensional beings. <laughs> We've got to call oh, them interdimensional is. beings. <laughs> so no. I, it's, it's like a part of them. There's a good chunk of a movie that I really enjoy. And then like, a bunch of stuff I really don't like, which I'm sure we'll get into more specifically. But so, yeah, it's it's a real like things are going well. And then they just careen off a cliff at a certain point. I'm kind of um, with you. Like there's a point like after oh, they get out um, of the little what the of the temple do the Mayan temple mm-hmm. and they get into the jungle section. That's where the movie yeah it splits for me comes alive CG- yeah goddamn right it is <laughs> and the cg becomes so overpowering and that sheen really starts to show but there are moments man in that jungle sequence that are so classic indie to me like when he, when he's talking oh out of marion and she's going like i'm sure that there were other women he goes yeah there were and there was a one problem. She goes, what? And he goes, and they weren't you, honey. I'm like, I thought he was going to say, well, they were Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, that line, <laughs> he just kept dating Nazis by accident. And he's like, damn it. Another Nazi. <laughs> I keep falling. These Nazis, Nazis are hot. <laughs> <laughs> they that... suck on my ear. <laughs> that's very impressionable for young Daniel. So, oh God, uh, trust me, that was also impressionable for Andrew as well. <laughs> but like, oh, that line and her reaction to it, yeah, is one of my favorite scenes in the entire franchise. Just how he delivers it, he's so fucking smooth, Harrison Ford, where he goes, and they weren't you, honey. And then he shows her, and she's like, <sighs> and I'm like, dude. <laughs> Oh, they still got that yeah. chemistry. It, like it is still there, and like oh, there's moments with the action that are really good. Um, I think the ants are just in line with the insects and the rats. Yes, and they are. Yes, James tried to argue with me on this over text recently, but they are. <laughs> um, oh, the water. Um, oh, the waterfall drop is out of Temple of Doom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so silly, like, but I love it. <laughs> I yeah, don't that's a pretty good it. joke too. <laughs> like, like I don't even hate it when the interdimensional beings show up because, like, it fits of the vibe that they 
I'll have with this movie, which is it's an homage to like all the 50 serials. Of course, yes, 50 sci-fi. That's what this movie is. I don't know. Sounds like there's nothing with. wrong with this movie. <laughs> no. Andy's like, it's perfect in the podcast. <laughs> I think no. that there are some <laughs> things like oh, the swinging with the monkeys that like, I'm sorry, it's it goes oh too far into hokey. It, it reminds me of what oh James said on last week's episode where like all of the Marcus stuff is, uh, is just a joke. Oh, too far. How oh, dare you, James. Oh, the he can speak any the... language. He can blend in. He's got the grail already. You bastard. <laughs> oh, the swinging with the CG monkeys is I'm like, step too far. Step. I don't think they went far, far enough. Can, can we talk? Tarzan okay. Yell. Can we talk about the monkeys? Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a Tarzan Take homage, and like we got to remember, these movies are all about homaging pulp from the 30s through the 50s, and it's a straight up Tarzan homage. I think it's fun. Um, I don't see why why it's more ridiculous than like a lot of other things in this franchise. I know a lot of people have a big problem with the CG. I don't know what it is. I I just my eyes don't see it. I mean, maybe I need it in 4K. I don't have it in 4K, but when I look at it, and I stood up this time and I stood in front of the TV, I was like. Where is it? What what looks so terrible about this? <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I, you know, I've seen a lot of superhero movies, and I don't think it looks any worse than those. Um, looks fine to me. It's also like five seconds. It's super short, and this movie's like a two-hour movie, so it does seem like a lot of people threw this movie in the garbage over five seconds of rope swinging. Yeah, I think the CGI issue. It, I think it's more of the line like we were talking about it last week. The first three films had like a an actual film feel, and this does look you know, not that same way, but that's because it was shot digitally. Everything was later. There's just different things in different times when it was made. Um, The CGI has never bothered me one bit at all either. Um, Sometimes I I look and I was like, Oh, well, it it almost seems like they just punched up the colors so much. I agree. That that. it almost, and I'm like, okay, maybe that's a bit much because all the other Indies seem like a tactile real world that we live in. And this looks like kind of a heightened world that we're in. Yeah. yeah. And again, it works for me. It works for the 1950s kind of feel of it and how the 1950s felt. All those movies had a weird vibe to them. I like the so that vibe carries through. Yeah. And I'll just say a quick analogy that like I love Halloween four. Halloween four is not half as technically proficient as the original Halloween, like not even half. almost looks like a TV movie compared to what Carpenter and Cundy <laughs> did. But I love it. Like, I don't necessarily need every sequel to be as technically perfect as the original, you know, and I don't think Last Crusade is even as technically perfect as the original. So um, it's more technically you know, perfect. Sequels are. I'm Lord, sorry. Lord Jesus. <laughs> don't get Andy started again. OK, so I don't want also I don't want to be like, actually, Andy, but I, I want someone to back me up on this because I'm not sure if I'm right about this, that I heard that Spielberg, I thought it was digital, too, that Spielberg still shot this on film. And Lucas was giving him shit because he was like, just do digital. And Luke and Spielberg was like, no, no, man, I want to do film. James, I don't know if that's true or not. But um, I thought it I read that is. somewhere. That because uh, it just sounds like I just like the argument. And Lucas being like, what are you doing? And him being like, no, no, I want to shoot on film. Because it oh, has cool. It just has a the look is weird. I like Giannis Kaminsky as Spielberg's cinematographer most of the time. But I almost feel like he should have gone with somebody else for this movie besides Kaminsky. Because I feel like yes. it just doesn't. It doesn't have, and we talk about this a lot. It's not, it's almost unfair to compare them for movies that came 20, 30 years before it. It just feels out of step with everything else in the series. And of course it's going to, because it's way later, but 
it it's hard to go it ha- they also have a tactile feel like like this has a very weird sheen to it for me and like i think the monkey thing i'm sorry but i think it looks just bad like i think it just looks very just i i look at it i'm like oh no like it's like and at first i thought oh it is only two seconds because i thought like a quick thing like where he looks around and like grabs her and they cut back to it i forgot i was like oh no it's still going and i just i don't know i don't like the way that looks i think a lot of that stuff in that jungle chasing looks really bad like uh, with you don't like the sword and, fighting i think that looks so so I fake love the sword fighting. i love I'm a sucker for sword That's fighting though so ridiculous I, I like it. It's like in, uh, <laughs> in Dead Man's Chest when they're sword fighting on the rolling thing. It reminds me of that. Both really cool. Yeah. I mean, Matt, I will agree with you that I personally, I don't think it looks all that terrible. It does look like it's on a set and that they used OCGO to accent the set, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I like at the start of the movie, oh, when they go out of Area 51, that looks like a set and green screen. But it's still a set. Like I, like I think if they would have actually shot in a jungle and then use CG to accent it, that it, like, all these complaints that we have oh, would be out the window. I think. I, possibly, possibly, yeah. I, it just has this very so much of it has this look of like we aren't anywhere real. And there's a lot of sets in the other indie movies that look that I like, but I just feel like. Maybe it's a mix of you doing like a smaller set and, you know, using CGI to kind of fill it out. Like you said, I don't know. I don't know all the technical stuff. Let's, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know all the aspects. Don't either, there's, <laughs> there's just so <laughs> much. I didn't come to your defense. I mean, it was shot on film. That's all I'll say. But like okay. Andy said, it's a digital era. There's digital yeah, things yeah. being done post-production. a lot of weirdness was, in the uh, field for me of how it looks where it's like we tried to use real sets and real locations, but also uh, use CGI. I just think it's like it looks really small and just kind of like just I don't know. Sometimes it just looks kind of like when they're on that one set where they get attacked by the little guys with like the blow darts who pop out of the holes everywhere. I feel like that looks like Ernie Reyes Jr. I yeah, thought it was Ernie Reyes Jr. OK, yeah, I feel like that whole section just looks very, you know, like, oh, can't shoot man, too much of this. I love that segment. I think it looks awesome. <laughs> it does. Oh, the spinning dial it's thing. So weird. Matt, I'm so sorry. I'm on your side, but I just okay. don't even know what to say. These guys <laughs> like it. So, you know, I... no, no. And this is the hardest argument to have. People argue like it's hard to argue like, well, I had fun with that movie. Well, I didn't. Well, what are you going to say? But when you say like, I don't think it looks bad. I'm like, I think it looks bad. How can we, you know, it's just like, that's just a matter of difference of opinion. So I will uh, say I yeah. absolutely love sets. I love artificial looking sets. That's one thing I love about Hammer movies is it's tons of artificial sets and the Vincent Price Poe movies. Um, I come from a theater background. I, you know, performed on a lot of sets, built sets. I love sets. So when I see something that looks like a set, I'm like, that's awesome. So like sometimes I even feel like I have more like joy in my heart from a set than a real location <laughs> because like yeah. it's something people built for a movie and it looks really cool. Yeah. So I think, you know, I can see that the the blow darts sequence I can see you say that looks like a set, but to me, I'm like, that is such a freaking cool looking set. So that might be a disconnect there. Yeah. And the weird thing is I just talked about this on Twitter. I like Shaw Brothers movies, which are very false oh, looking. Oh, heck yeah. That's like another on example. A set. And love I love those. those. I like the way those look. So I, maybe love my it. disconnect is like, I expect something from the Indiana Jones series. And this one is a give me what I expect, which I hate like trying to hold a movie series to be like, you've all got to fall in line to be exactly what I want out of them. But I just know if I can help it. I'm just, and, and the funny thing was, I'm not somebody who was like living with these when they came out. I was way late and I still was like, I don't like the, I just don't like the way it looks. It's almost like, 
you know, it's just like a flavor I don't like. And you're like, well, I like uh, peppermint ice cream. And I'm like, I hate peppermint ice cream. You know, it's like, it's just, it's just like, there's no, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I'm just like, I just don't, I just don't like the look of most of it. I think there's too much CG thrown in and just like, I wish they'd gone to more locations. But that was the bread and butter of the series for a while was like, go to actual places and do actual stunts. And like, I feel nothing when I'm watching Shia LaBeouf and Kate Blanchett sword fight on top of those cars. Cause I'm like, it just looks so fake to me. I'm sorry. Like, no, that's cool. I just, I just, just love sword I, fighting. I know. It's, I, I would love a sword fight. Same I just man, wish it didn't man. look, I don't know. It just, I don't know. James, you want to jump? In? Yeah, <laughs> no, can... I mean, yes, James, please. No, same. <laughs> as far as that sword fight, same thing. Like you go from the tank sequence in crusade to that sword fight. Like, how are you going to compare those two? Again, y'all, I, I'm leaving y'all to do that because, and y'all are doing that. Like, that's what is so, Matt's kind of talked about it. That's what's going to be so tough here is that hearing y'all all talk about it. And I've been dreading this all week because I'm like, you know, you do go over a lot of these things and you're like, man, it, it is, it's another Indiana Jones movie. It's got all these things that all of them have. It's the same thing. Why, what is not working? I don't know. It's just a feeling. And sometimes that is almost impossible to explain. Like you said, Daniel, you didn't notice CG. I don't, it's not even necessarily that it, parts look CG. It's just like Matt was saying, it's just something feels off to me. I can't tell you why. And I'm not going to try. That's why I would definitely not try to convince anyone because since I can't articulate it myself, I'm not going to say, hey, you're wrong for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. This but is... I can just <laughs> yeah, say that, that, yeah, like flavor. I, I, it's just not, doesn't work for me. And I don't know why exactly. I can't, I've been like, picking i'm like what is it this has this crazy sequence well so does crusade so does temple of doom so does raiders mm, this has this well so does this so you know like it's just i i can't really do it other than something feels a little weird it, it is brighter you know all those things like it does feel sharper like uh, but i don't know like i i don't know outside of like what matt just said with that one sword fight sequence being like that one does feel to me that one does feel fake and to me i do think it would be kind of hard for any of y'all even to argue that it doesn't feel more fake than any of the other sequences in the other movies in terms of like that's one where i do feel like you see it doesn't feel you can tell that they're not really doing this like maybe you can convince me otherwise i don't know but um yeah i don't know it's tough like and and i i like sets too daniel like that I'm not like, I don't think that, oh, it should have been taught, shot totally using practical like areas. They should have gone to every location in the world. And they done to find this. real thousand year old corpses. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that at all. But for some reason, like you like saying, that, guys. No, like you said that that catacomb scene, you know, in Peru or whatever, that, and all the people jumping out, like you love the way it looked and the way it felt, but I didn't. And I don't know why. It wasn't that it felt like a set. That's not why. I can tell you that much that because I wouldn't mind if it looked like a set. I'm totally okay with that. But something just feels weird. And I think it's just, it still has to do with the whole look of the whole movie. That Somehow, even though it was a set, it still, I think since it's got that brighter shine and like tone to it, that it makes it feel like CG, even when it's not CG in my brain. And I can't, for some reason, stop that from happening. And so it's like, I, I keep revisiting this too, waiting, you know, like I'm obviously open to like it changing how I feel about it over and over and over. It just isn't happening. And like, I don't know why. So is that like both of your guys' main issue with the movie is just, you don't like the way it looks. No, that that's not my like, main issue. Oh no, issue. I have other, yeah, okay. <laughs> I have other issues. I, <laughs> that's just I, this issue. The hardest thing for me too, I was thinking, hey, like, how am I going to talk about this for any length of time? Because I feel like 
I feel so neutral to the movie. Like I'm not, I don't feel like a yeah. deep hatred toward this movie at all. I'm like, again, five out of 10. So down the middle where I'm like, by the back half, I'm like, I'm not really that invested in the adventure. I don't feel any kind of sense of excitement or like um, the other Indiana Jones movies, even to this day, I still feel like they're exciting. Like I feel like emotionally invested, especially in like last crusade, I'm emotionally invested in that one. I don't really feel emotionally invested in this one at all. Like, um, by the end, I feel like there's competing, completing like this very mundane task. We have to get this alien skull back to where it goes. And it's just like, I don't know. I just, it, it, there's a real sense of like numbness to that back half of the movie where I'm just like, I just shrug my shoulders and don't care. Um, and again, only second time seeing it. So maybe this will change down the road. But um, even watching, rewatching the first three, I'm like, these are still exciting. They're thrilling. Um, they're just fun. Like this one, I just do not find. And I was having fun in the first half. Like I said, I was having a good time. And then it just like went real sideways. <laughs> it's like, yeah, um, I, I, I agree with Matt too there. that uh, I didn't say that when I started talking either. There's, I'm almost exactly the same in terms of where it really starts to even feel worse is after that whole first stuff when they're in America, like all that leading up to when they leave and go to Peru, I'm kind of pretty much on board, even despite still feeling a little off with all the visual stuff. I'm still kind of into it for the most part. Like, nothing's really like outside of a few moments here and there i'm i'm on board and especially like i mean once the motorcycle sequence happens i'm like super on board right and i think that's what something happens and i think maybe because that part is so good to me and then they go to peru and i'm like it just never comes back it never hits that point again to me for the whole last half but uh yeah i don't know matt do you want to let them talk about some more good things. I feel like are... we should. Yeah, I hope we were talking too much about the bad stuff for too long. So, uh, I'll go back. I'll go back to Chris. I mean, do you want to say anything? I mean, like about <laughs> some good stuff. Like, like, I'm been... not the one who likes it the most. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you haven't talked to us. I felt bad. I was like, let me throw it back to Chris. Like, he needs to get in here. So, I mean, anything um, you like in the movie, you don't have to go where we're just talking about but anything you really think is good that you enjoy in the movie. See, it. Uh... It's one of those things where for every single thing that I that I like in the film, especially in the second half, there's something that I'm not, oh, it's not that I don't like it, but I'm like, it could have been, see, and again, I hate to script watch. I'm, I, I, um, I like Mutt as a character. It shouldn't have been Mutt. It should have been short round. Oh, I mean, yeah. I felt that ever since, other, ever since the movie, Ever since I saw it the first time, as I was like, why isn't Short Round back? Indy, he doesn't need to have a kid. I'm glad he does. And like how the story's written, cool. But there's always just been just this inkling where I'm like, it should have been Short Round. And then like, I like the sword fight. I think it's kind of corny, but it fits with the tone of Temple to me. But then they'll do something like, I like the character of Mac and Ray Winstone is a great actor. He doesn't need to be in this movie. Like uh, the triple cross that he pulls. It just, it like, <laughs> it gets, it gets really lame. And like, I like the fact of that the villains aren't Nazis. Um, and I think, okay, Blanchett is great with what she has, but she's so over the top. And I'm, but now also I'm taking Warren was under the top. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, like, but, but now also 
I'm tainted oh, when I watch the movie. Oh, oh, because my wife, anytime I bring up Indiana Jones, all she does is quote that fucking line out of Kate Blanchett. Was, I want to know. I want to know. And she does the accent. So now anytime <laughs> I watch fucking Crystal Skull, I, do I think my wife's going, I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> and it's like ruined it for me. And I give her shit all the time about it. But it's like she's playing an over-the-top fucking Russian. Dude, you can't. Hey, Chris, next time you guys are being intimate, you should just whisper in your ear, I want to know. I, want to know. <laughs> I just got a text from her on the couch. I want to know. <laughs> so it's like, She's such a lovely person. <laughs> so it's like, oh, for every single scene in the second half, I like, oh, there's something that I don't. Mm-hmm. but in the first half i'm fucking in man i love the first half of the movie so much like i love oh the motorcycle chase i think that is classic fucking indie even though they're doing a little bit of cg you know like on the face swap mm-hmm. where you can kind of tell uh, and especially on the 4k it's really noticeable on the 4k disc oh, okay. but to me it feels like it's classic indie and then like i said as soon as they hit that jungle oh Oh, there's a break where here's one thing I like. Here's one thing I don't. Here's one thing I like. Oh, and it's like that for oh, the whole second half of the movie. Okay. Okay. So I should have gone to Andy probably. <laughs> you <laughs> sound like me where you're like, I like this. I don't like that. Because I was kind of no, the same he's... way. I'm like that moment in the truck you called out. I do love that moment um, <laughs> where he's like, they weren't you, honey. And then goes out and she's smiling. It's my favorite moment in the entire movie. And- even the Shia LaBeouf look at her is funny where he's like, the hell? Like, he's like, what happened to you? Um, that's great. That's fine. I mean, yeah, that's that's fine, too. But it's a quick that's like 10 seconds. And you know what I mean? It's like also all the stuff with him and Mutt were like. How much telling him I wasn't in the school, I wasn't this. And he's like, oh, no, blah, blah. As soon as he finds out he's his kid. That is, yeah. You are going back to school. That <laughs> fucking makes me laugh every time because he turns on a dime where also now he has to be this. I'm the dad indie. Right. Yeah. And yeah. he's that part so is funny out too, of yeah. his depth. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I like all that. Okay. Andy, as I, I think more of a defender, in this, let's go to the second half specifically. What's some stuff you really like in that second half oh, of the movie? Yeah. The second half, uh, the quick, the, sorry, it's not quicksand, but the oh, yeah, uh, another thing where they were the, like, it's not bad. It's the dry sand. sand scene, <laughs> dry sand. That might be my favorite scene in the whole movie, mainly because of the way you get that back and forth when, you know, when it just Indy and her are arguing, but the way he's so nonchalant about explaining what dry sand is and how, well, quicksand is actually a mixture of this. And she's like, (laughs) we don't need a history lesson professor. And it's the back and forth and the throwing the snake and him like, say it's a rope, say it's a rope. (laughs) I don't know why that makes me laugh all the time. Um, And then Mac, I will go back and say, yes, Mac, again doesn't and it sucks because winstone's awesome and there's times where i i like mimicking the voice when he's like hey there jonesy but it's like (laughs) "Eh, yeah i don't care um and one other i'll just get one other thing that i think would have been a script watch on my opinion would have been better is i think oxley should have been abner ravenwood which would have tied into and i know they say he they alluded to him dying but it would have tied Raiders and Marion and everything in together, in my uh, humble opinion, because um, Oxley doesn't have a whole lot to do. 
and I think that added history of Abner and him would have been kind of fun. And Isn't they could Abner have been little... established as dead in Raiders. They allude to it. Apparently, if saying. you read if you read the book, it says it. But in the in the, the movie, they kind of the book. Allude to you mean it. like the novel, like a novelization? Yeah. Yep. Oh, the novelization okay. goes into more detail, but the movie doesn't really go into too much detail. But it's one of those things where I'm like, how many people die in these movies and show up later anyway, because their body was never found or it was something <laughs> that they did because they were off searching somewhere else. So they could easily have worked that in. And I think that would have been people wouldn't, you know, they've been like the monkeys sucked, but rat, you know, Abner was great. Cause they were that tie to Raiders would have been, I think some people would have liked, but uh, so the action is Spielberg unhinged. Mm-hmm. It's literally like, he's like, let's have these guys sword fighting and the, the two vehicles. And it's weird. Cause like you're driving through a forest and this, this 1950s truck has a giant saws on the front of it, chopping down trees left and right. And I was like, that's just, <laughs> that's just freaking cool. I don't care who you are. <laughs> like, I want to see more of that. And I, and I guess what I know it's not, there's something visually I, I can get what you guys are saying. And guess what? You guys are not wrong and nobody's like ever going to be right or wrong with this. It's just how it feels. And that's, what's great right, about movies. Yeah. We, we, we talked about it earlier. The fact that we can sit here and talk and have a civil conversation and hear Matt and James side and then Chris's side and Daniel's side and mine. It's, this is what podcasts and this is how we should interact. And this is how like Twitter should, I know we shouldn't say what, <laughs> How people should act, but this yeah. is how people should. That's a pipe or, dream, Andy. But I appreciate that, that Twitter would work like that. Remember, I'm oh. everly, I'm most, I'm the most positive person out there. So I feel that eventually it could happen. I know it's never going to, but maybe once everybody finds the true treasure of knowledge, oh yeah, there you then go. we'll be able to come to. The, That's um, what we need. Speaking That's of corny, speaking yeah. of corny, yeah, I, 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 and there's a oh. part of me that I, I really like, like my friend group and i that are in like real life will be like but you know what the real treasure was knowledge <laughs> it's like one of the- oh, man i thought it was the friends we made along the way but i guess not. i know nope it's we've not. updated it to knowledge now it's just it's knowledge now. i'm behind okay. um so yeah i think it's just it's just there's a part of me that just loves to turn my brain off and like like the fun of that jungle scene and i know it doesn't all work uh the one scene in the truck when they're when they kick the you know, Russian dude back and forth. And then they like knock him out and they both, he and Mutt give that little, huh? And he kicks the knife at him. And there's a little weird exchange that makes no sense whatsoever. I can't argue that. I don't know why he's just, you hear like, (laughs) it sounds like his pants rip and Mutt's like, Oh shit. And I was like, "Eh, I get where they're going. They're trying to be funny, but there's no payoff, but it's just, I don't know. I can't explain it either. I like it and it's fun. <laughs> I think that's about this whole that's conversation. Really what you should call this is like, I can't explain it. I can't the explain episode. it. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the unexplainable movie. I don't know what it's like. We, we're all like, it's one of the, it's just the hardest conversation to have. It's like when it's just like, I don't know. I like how this looks. I don't know. I don't like how this looks or I, I like how this feels. I don't like how it feels. Um, it's not like a point to like, we. I don't think anyone so far has been like, oh, I hate that line are all like, oh, that's a bad line. You know, we're like, we all hate that moment. That's a bad moment. It's like, ah, it works. I, I don't know. Uh, so Daniel, some positive things. And I think we all agree the first half is good. We're all on board there. So like oh. in the second so half. college, punch them hard. I love that line. Yeah, it makes oh, yeah, me crack no. <laughs> up every time. Yeah, I'm still on board at that point. Um, like stuff, do you, I mean, is it, is there, I'm being asked easier if there's anything you don't like in the back half where you're like, ah, it doesn't work for me. And then you can say some more positive stuff. I'm just curious okay. if like, 
there's stuff you don't care for in the movie. Yeah, I mean, by far my least favorite thing about the movie is Mac. I really hate Mac. <laughs> um, I think he's really annoying. Like, I'm sure the actor, the actor's great. The character's super annoying. Totally unnecessary in the movie. Um, I think he his presence makes Indiana Jones feel stupid sometimes the way he keeps bouncing back and forth. And Indiana Jones is always like, Oh, okay, cool. I believe you every single time. <laughs> um, I hate, I hate the way he's always like, Hey, Jonesy! And he's always screaming at him. I'm like, please stop. Um, so I can't stand him. Uh, I think, I think Karen Allen feels a little, out of practice i think she'd mm. been out of acting for a little while to me it doesn't feel like seamless marion ravenwood's back like i don't feel like her performance is quite there it bothers me a little bit that um she forgives him so fast because for me like she left he left her at the altar like 30 years ago something like that i mean probably more like 20 something like that um and i feel like she it cares too much about seeing him again where she should be like, Oh, here's this asshole that like abandoned me twice. And she accepts him back real fast. I do love the moment when he's like, are you looking for a date? And she says with anyone, but you, that's my favorite Marion moment in this movie with all respect to Chris. Um, so like, I, I love, dare you. <laughs> love Marion with all my heart from Raiders. I, I'm happy. She's oh, back. I'm glad it's not another Nazi chick. Like in last crusade, which is always one thing about last crusade where I'm like, oh, I wish it, there's a little more than just a Nazi girl. But um, yeah, so I, I just don't feel like she's fantastic in this movie. But um, yeah, other than that, I mean, I, I just think this movie's so much fun. I will preface, I love action movies. I am not an action scientist. Like suddenly everyone is on Twitter. <laughs> Mike Scott. And I'm like, guys, there's only one Mike Scott. Calm down. Um, yeah. But to my eyes, like, I think the action's so exciting, so much fun. Um, and I will say like, it might be generational. I was born in the early nineties. I mean, when I was a kid, I went to see Spider-Man 2 and it was like the greatest thing I'd ever seen, the most exciting movie I'd ever seen. And I see it now and I'm like, yeah, there's some stuff in Spider-Man 2 that looks like CG without question. doesn't really change how much I like it. Like I feel like in action adventure blockbusters, CGI is okay with me. I'm a little more of a practical purist when it comes to horror. I don't, I don't like CGI and horror pretty much ever, but action, I'm usually fine with it. Uh, so I think the action is a lot of fun. I love that it's aliens or interdimensional beings for me. And, and I feel like I've been hinting at it. Let me just say where my, where I stand with this franchise, like Raiders easily my number one temple of doom, easily my number two last crusade and crystal skull are kind of neck and neck for me because like, I think last crusade is like more technically well-made, but James Reeves, I'm the sorry. thing with the thing with last crusade, it's the only yeah. derivative one in the franchise, all the rest That's of them are original yeah. and they take things in wild directions. And I really like that. And last crusade is like, well, let's kind of do Raiders again, but we'll give him his dad this time. And it's really good. And by the way, I actually think last crusade is also the goofiest in the franchise. It's very goofy. It feels like it's trying to be a comedy Can't first to jump in. Where are the tapestries? Nothing in it's... crystal skull is as goofy as where are the tapestries. <laughs> um, so like, I like that this one's original, like it's wild. It goes in a different direction. And, um, I really like that. That's just something I value a lot in sequels is I like things to change. I like difference. So that's one thing I really love. About that's this. a very fair point. I mean, I can't argue with that because that's just, that's true. We talked a little bit like with the, how Temple of Doom was received. I felt like they kind of went back and was like, okay, yeah. let's play a little safer and do more like Raiders, bring the Nazis back. And yeah, uh, kind of just more, more. But the funny thing about that one and, like the there's a comedy there's not as much comedy in kingdom of christmas call but i felt like that comedy 
does it work as well for me? Some stuff is still funny. Some stuff we talked about, but like I really like all the comedy in Last Crusade. Like I think it yeah, mostly it's funny. It's really funny. works. Um, doesn't yeah. So I'm all like, bring it on if it's funny. That's great. And this one like, it's okay. I you know it's like some of the stuff that's funny is actually genuinely makes me laugh. But then uh, some stuff I like I don't know if this would be a joke because it's like the the part and this is I think. Hayden brought this up one time. I never noticed it before that the part that was like the, the stinger for the trailers where Shia LaBeouf says to Harrison Ford, like, I thought you were a teacher. And in the trailer, it's like a different take of him saying like part time. And it's more like confident and like has more emotion to it. And in the movie, it's so deadpan. It's like part time. <laughs> it's like, I and love it, that yeah. line. It's like I, my but favorite. he says it. I love that line. Weird. It's so <laughs> like, I love that line. Part time. Like that's it's how like he would say it, though. I don't know. Grumpy feel... Harrison Ford. Part time. It's like part time. That's how part time. Yeah. <laughs> it's really <laughs> it's great. I, you know, I, Hayden pointed out to me, and I couldn't stop seeing. It. I was like, "Damn it, he's right." Why do they use like the more deadpan take? I don't know. I, I like didn't think people would be going movie. after Harrison Ford as an actor in this, but apparently that's what we're doing. Just that one line. Just that one line. <laughs> <laughs> I still love a Danita Jones. He sucks. What a bad actor. Blasphemy. Hey, blasphemy. Why they use that take? Because another take exists that I like better. So I just say it. No, that's well, the only thing. He's still great. We haven't talked about that at all. Like, I still love his Indiana Jones. And we kind of talked about it earlier. He's still in great shape for how old is he at this point? Like 60-something, 60 62, 63. Fantastic. Yeah. No, he's 15 years yeah. ago. So he's 80 now. So like six, mid-60s or a little bit mm-hmm. younger because, yeah. Uh, here's, what's, here's what's funny is <laughs> he has the shirtless scene earlier in the movie. And for yeah. his age at that time, still looks fucking good <laughs> but when they're walking in peru i he has the old man walk uh-huh. so for as good as he looks he's still kind of hunched over like mr burns i don't understand where the like he <laughs> looks at different times who knows it's the mileage. Mileage. Like it's old... not the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> well I, matt i'm with you <laughs> part-time no good uh, Thank you, James. Okay, Harrison, <laughs> I, I don't think Harrison Ford is. We're, we're allowed to come at him too. He can handle himself. He's great, but is he great a hundred percent of the time in this movie? Not to me. I'm sorry. Like, I, not only part time. I don't like. I like Ike. I think that line is <laughs> kill me. Like, I mean, <laughs> the movie's fine. Like, I I don't hate the movie, but some of Harrison Ford stuff is goofy. See, like that. That's where our taste, Daniel. It doesn't matter. We can't like. You think Crusade's goofier, but I think that's goofier in and of itself. Those two parts beat all of Crusade to me just by themselves. But and you were talking about Marion. Sorry, I'm like my mind's like you made me think of so much stuff. Um, <laughs> not like being out of the acting game or whatnot. I don't like basically her in the movie at all in any way, shape, or form. Oh. Even the parts that y'all like. I thought you like, hinted at that in our Raiders episode. Yeah, like mm-hmm. uh, she feels very out of character to me compared to Raiders and that's fine because she could have changed right whatever like I, I even was talking to my brother-in-law just literally yesterday because he just rewatched Christmas Cole and he had a great time with it too and like I'm like what what's going on here <laughs> how is this happening <laughs> but he was like you know kind of trying to explain you know what he liked and he liked all that like he liked Mutt and he liked Marion and like part of the things I, I don't like about Mutt are you know just I, I don't have any issue with him as an actor so I you know his portrayal of him but uh, he just seems so like uh, i don't even know how to explain it like (laughs) i I, I don't know like he's just so like the way he'll like come out of nowhere with these weird like quips back to indie 
uh, like even like it's the one I picked. You got a problem with it. like stuff like that. It's like these random weird things. And like my brother-in-law was kind of trying to say, and I never really thought of it like this, but he was saying that he felt like he was kind of like a an amalgamation of Marion and Indy, or that, that that's what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe I can see that a little bit. So like that's why his attitude is kind of like a little bit of all, all over the place in terms of that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just Marion to me felt like a joke in this movie, and to me that was upsetting. Because I couldn't take it seriously. Like when she's like, the minute you start seeing her, it's like same old, same old. And like, it's just like the whole scene that y'all Andy loved in the the dry sand, like works for you so great, man. It's just like, I'm like, this is horrible. Like this is when you're finding out that you're his father and they're making all these jokes and it's so silly and like, uh, grab the rope, you know? Like I just, man, it's just like one after the other. Just call it a rope. Yeah, I'm like... (laughs) Is this really happening? Like, how are they feeling? I think I can touch the bottom. I think I can touch the bottom. (laughs) Man, so yeah, Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know how to like that's another thing. It's like it's just for me, it doesn't work. For you, it does, but it's not. I mean, I I can't really say anything other than that, you know. Yeah. No, I understand, man. Cause like I I feel like I want to love Marion in this movie so much. And like that will kind of drives me to love her more. And so much of it's like carried over love for her, but I get yeah. it. Like I, I was kind of trying to soften it. I, she's not great in this movie. Um, but part of me <laughs> yeah. is like, well, oh, she doesn't need to be great. She's Karen Allen. She's a legend do whatever, but. I yeah. I, I feel like I was giving her a lot of leeway because I did kind of recognize like, this has the feel of somebody who's like been out of the game for a bit of any, like anytime like an athlete or an actor or somebody comes out of they haven't done it for a few years there's like rust obviously and, and i just looked and she hadn't acted since 2004 it's a pretty decent gap and she wasn't acting much before that it looked like so uh it definitely had that vibe of like i'm trying to get back into this but i give her so much leeway because i love her so much that so was like same i I, I mean, like, I'm yeah, trying to anyway. Yeah, yeah I've tried. It's I, like, but you're, I can tell you're kind of rusty, but I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, giving, you know, taking it easy on you because I know you just haven't acted in a few years and like, you know, so. Um, I only have one other thing to say about uh, in response to the positive things we were hearing from them, supposedly. They were all saying negative things too. That's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, uh, in terms of, you know, you said, oh, the Spielberg unhinged action sequence. Okay. Well, that's funny because you know i was saying that that fencing scene just feels so nothing to me like it does nothing for me because it doesn't feel real to me it doesn't feel right to me it doesn't look real to me and that nothing can be done about that and what's so horrible about that is it watching the like pre-production behind the scenes and stuff i see some of the real footage and it looks better on those (laughs) filmed behind the scenes features Mm -hmm. Than what I see in the movie. And so when I see that, it makes it worse because then I'm like, whoa, wait, what? You mean they shot this behind the scenes featurette and I'm seeing like Shia on this truck, you know, like fencing in real life moving. But what I see on the finished product is worse. And I, that, oh, wow. Oh, that's upsetting, you know, because I'm like, man, what could have, <laughs> what could I have seen? You know, but <laughs> that's another that's thing. That's a good, but, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then last, I say last thing, but Daniel said, <laughs> You know, you felt like Crusade was a rehash. Well, I, I feel like this is a rehash because it's bringing Marion back. It's now, it, it's still tying into so much like past stuff. It's still leeching off the, uh, your, what you love, you know, oh, it's Marion. <laughs> We're bringing her back. And now, now they got a kid together. Oh, you know, it's, it's still like bringing <laughs> stuff from the past into the new. So like, yeah, they're going into the fifties and now we're doing like the sci-fi, you know, Soviet stuff, Red Scare, which is a change good from the nazis right and all that that we've already done 
you know, a couple of times, but just still bringing so much fan service in still feels a little weird to me to where I almost would have liked them to go even further and done a whole, you know, don't even bring any of that back. It's just a whole other adventure. Kind of like Temple Doom was to, uh, you know, Raiders. So mm-hmm. you definitely but, don't want like short round and Abner. In right. Thing. No, exactly. <laughs> like don't even bring those back. Cause like just do another one. But again, that makes sense that they wouldn't because hello, look what happened with Temple of Doom. Right. Like, and not only that, that was, that wasn't the only reason, right. That was also darker, but um, yeah. So I don't know. That's kind of, I'll stop right there. Other than this reminds me of like, whenever uh, I, I was telling, you know, Lexi was saying I shouldn't judge based on like, his other movies or whatever and i was like well i mean i i agree i shouldn't you shouldn't judge like i can't i shouldn't judge like this movie based on what i know spielberg can do but it's hard not to you know disconnect that sometimes when i have these three perfect movies almost in front of me and then i see this you know and it's like it's just such a different it gives me such a different feeling it's hard for me not to judge it when i know what could have been or at least what i think could have been you know in my Mm -hmm. mind from what i've seen you know like so it's just it is tough because I want that, but I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, 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 a yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would add. I think. I'm sorry. Podcast over. Sorry. Everyone's would, crying now. <laughs> one thing I would have liked is honestly, I would have liked after the, uh, you know, you weren't, you know, they weren't you, honey. I would have liked to see, you know, Marion get in on the action a little bit more, like have her be the one that pulls the actual like rocket launcher out and fire that type of stuff. Like as I'm watching it, I was like, that would have been even better for me. Cause I was like, Oh, now Marion's really back. And she's not just along for the ride. She's like actively participating like she did in Raiders. And, but again, that's just a personal thing. Um, I do think there's that moment with that kind of smile. I was like, man, she forgave him a little too fast, but. Yeah. That line's so good. And if, guess what? If I was mad and Harrison Ford called me honey, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd break down and smile as well. So he did, I can't really you twice, that. even once when you were pregnant. That's yeah, but pretty it's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. But he, yeah, it's still, I know it's bad, but it's still Harrison Ford. <laughs> and he smiles and calls me honey. I'd be like, I'm still mad at you, but oh. <laughs> just imagine Andy's face now over Karen Alley in the movie. Like, smiling. Somebody like, will do oh, it. Indy. <laughs> oh, I, I will jump way ahead to say I do like the fact they end up married at the end, even though Daniel has a point mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah. she forgives him very quickly. <laughs> like, and they try to, and I feel like Shia LaBeouf is like, very anti the idea of him being his dad but then quickly gets onto that idea like he's into it am i mm, remember well, I, th- I have thoughts on that okay okay i i felt like very quickly he's like it turns he's like yeah dad like he just jumps right into like he just found this guy's your dad and he's just like yeah like I, unless again only seen it twice maybe i'm forgetting something already but i just thought that was funny everyone just jumps into it so quickly like she's like back with indy he's like we're a fam i don't know it's it's a little weird um not that big a deal again but uh also just because probably the ending already the the whole wedding thing uh thank god they didn't let Shia LaBeouf put that hat on because <laughs> i feel like in my th- i do remember this in my theater everybody when he put that hat on people were audibly like no no don't you do it don't you do it like or he had the hat right there and um and just and then you know harrison Ford takes away that's a great moment i love that he they tease it they know yeah. we can't we can't let this guy put the hat on so they tease oh. it and then do that so um also, it's like we lost Chris on the call. Sorry, so I just got distracted. But, um, but yeah, I do. That's it's a good ending, even though, if, yeah, I think you have a great point. It's like, yeah, she's fine with it way too quickly. I think. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, well, I think like Mutt, I and mean, we do need to talk about Mutt, so I'll kind of open it up here. I think <laughs> Mutt is totally right to, to be kind of like, you're not my dad, because yeah, Indiana Jones, he assumes way too much familiarity with him way yes. too quick. Oh, or no, he like, right. yeah. immediately starts telling him <laughs> what to do. And like, that's, I mean, that is Indiana Jones being a dumbass, but also Indiana Jones is kind of a dumbass like that throughout the franchise. He's far from a perfect character. And he was like, why don't you finish school? And he's like, immediately like, you're not my dad. What are you talking about? Like, we barely know each other. Um, so he was 100% correct. But by the end, I don't think he's like, yeah, yeah, dad, or we're a family. Like, he's just like there. And I think he's grown to like and respect Indiana Jones. But I don't think the movie ever pushes it too far to like, think like, I love you, dad, let's hug. Like, it never does anything like that. So I don't think it takes it too far with them. I really like Indiana and Mutt. And I feel like, and that's why I'm sad Chris isn't here because um because it's kind of a response to him. But I mean, having short round back would be great, especially like with 2023 glasses on, because we right. know how great that actor turned out to be. But um, when the last movie is about Indiana Jones reconciling with his father, it kind of only seems very natural for then him to be the father who has to be reconciled with and for him to like kind of learns how to be a son in the last movie. Now he learns to be a father. I think that feels like a very natural flow. Totally makes sense. I would have been fine if the movie just opened and it's like, yeah, me and Marion got together 20 years ago and now we have a son. Like, I, I kind of like the idea that Indiana Jones is not a deadbeat dad, but whatever, he's a deadbeat dad. Every character when they come back turns out to be a deadbeat dad. And that's just kind of how requels go nowadays. But um, but I really like that. So I like all the fatherhood son stuff in this movie. Yeah, my... Uh... I like when they're like, cause there's, there's little moments when he's like, you know, you're not going to call me dad, this and that. And it almost feels like Indy resorts to the way his dad would have reacted when he was younger, not the Henry for, you know, not the Henry, Henry senior that said, let it go. And it's, and it's also, again, it's Indy out of his depth cause he's never been through this before. So, mm-hmm. and you know uh, and you're right. He is not, the perfect character he he gets beat up quite a bit throughout all the movies like i one of the things that drives me nuts is when people go john mcclane was the first real life here i'm like you wouldn't have john mcclane without indy because indy was the one who did it first he was always getting beat up he was always in over his head and this one i like there's moments when like the opening when he's swinging and you're like indy's back and he crashes soon he's like damn i thought that was closer like it's (laughs) there's a part of me where i'm like yeah Indy 20 years ago would have, wouldn't have done that, but this Indy is, and that's why. So, and you get the same crazy sound effects where he's slapping meat with a freaking baseball bat <laughs> to punch somebody over every other sound effect. And I love it. That's uh, but uh, yeah, the mutt stuff is, is, is great. I actually like it. Like I said earlier, those are some of my, my favorite moments with uh, Indy in the movie is when they're going back and forth and he's telling stories like, you know, Pancho, you know, Pancho Villa. And he's like, bullshit, dad. He goes, well, technically I wasn't kidnapped or, you know, tell you I didn't ride with him. I was actually kidnapped. And I was just like, and as a fan of the young Indiana Jones TV show, I was like, I saw that episode when I was, you know, when I saw this. So, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. And Mutt's fine. I think the fact is Shia LaBeouf had his little, peanut butter falcon renaissance and then shit on that again and people were like we don't like shia labeouf and then you it's sometimes hard to separate the art from the artist right yeah i guess i'm guess i've just been doing it a lot longer so it's easier for me to do it and a lot of our action (laughs) stars sometimes turn out to say stuff when i'm like god damn it Uh, (laughs) did people have a personal problem with shia labeouf in 2008 
No, um, I think in 2008, it was the oversaturation, I felt like. Yeah, because it's like... so stupid about that. I'm so sick of that. Like, <laughs> I hate an actor. He's in a lot of movies. Well, guess what? Cary no, Grant made like seven movies in 1938. So like, who cares? There wasn't Twitter in 1938. They would have people have been like, he's in too many movies. <laughs> oh, from what <laughs> I remember so is dumb. there was <laughs> anti-Shia stuff based off his car accident that he suffered on the set of Transformers 2. And then he like broke his hand or something like that, right? Well, yeah, because it turned out that like he had been drinking and stuff like that. And like oh, he had always had that image of Oh, that show he was on, dude. That even Stevens, Good I think. Stevens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're like, like oh, he had show. that yeah. image, and then <laughs> oh, he turned, and all of a sudden, everyone was like, he's not wholesome anymore. And I'm like, so what? Who cares? I didn't really he's have not a problem wholesome anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> Montana, well, you know what I mean, right? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't the have a Montana effect. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah exactly. well, also exactly. I, I forgot about this i was reading today he was shitting on this movie in the press up like before the movie not like shitting um, too he was saying something like i have to do this whole how do he say it there's a, it's a very long quote but something about like you know when they write the scene where i have to swing with monkeys and they shoot this scene where i gotta swing with these monkeys it's my job to to make he it started look as this good. yeah he started he's like, the it's my thing. fault as an actor for not selling it better and like kind of said some other stuff i think where he was kind of like poo-pooing the movie and i know spielberg and harrison Ford were pretty mad at him it sounded like they both were like just don't do that it's not professional like yeah it's not movie. professional um like a lot Wait, of man, harrison effect. ford mad in 2008 come oh, on yeah i think harrison come ford what, you, what was the quote he was like he swore i can't there's some quote where he's like you don't fucking do that or something <laughs> it's just like very short what? harrison ford quote like you don't fucking shit over your promoting kid or something yeah. you know it's like Oh, it's funny shit, don't do it like seriously kid. you got to do it jokingly like they used to do with star wars right like Oh, yeah. you got to be funny about it. You can't, you can't actually mean it or like you'd be mean, yeah, right. It, right? Like you have to do it. It's just way. funny that Shia was saying, Oh, that kind of stuff when he was in Transformers 2. <laughs> right. Which I don't think he, I think he was in, which is the favorite TV movie show. on Twitter right now. Everybody's all about it. Yeah. Boy, if I <laughs> could just, a greatness. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was getting a reputation around that time too. It was just like, Kind of, like, kind of like a party animal or party just animal kind of, like just, trouble you know. there was a lot of like little stuff going on that was like beating into like a negative thing toward him i felt like Perception. and then yeah. when you make him i think people before he even came out thought he was going to replace harrison ford i think that was the rumor if i remember right or they were people oh, worried gotcha. which is why the hat thing's even funnier that it's like it's gonna happen they're like nope and like so it was just a lot of i just felt like bad stuff people going on around him. so um yeah <laughs> yep. just uh he said something like he thought this movie damaged his uh relationship with steven spielberg that like the maybe. or guess maybe the maybe the well, press maybe tour. his comments did like you know spielberg then, has to do with he's like a producer on half the movies he started in his right. career right like spielberg obviously liked him yeah and then if yeah. you do that it's yeah. like well hey buddy you gotta think about what you're doing I mean, and now what's did he have like domestic violence allegations against him recently? Was oh, that yeah. New... yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. So it's like, can everyone just not be a trash person? From who? <laughs> it's not from trash. it's not from Mia Goth, right? No, I don't think it's ex. from her. I was like, it's... nobody better touch Mia Goth. I'll be pissed. <laughs> no, no I, I, they're together now. And this is after mm -hmm. what he supposedly did. And I think he even went on somebody's podcast and like kind of, I mean, owned up to it. Try to say, like, I made mistakes. 
you know, doing that. Yeah, he's one of those guys that does a lot of stupid things and then always talks about it a lot and he comes super clean, but it's like, well, you're still not like you're you're acknowledging what's great. It's not really learning. You're acknowledging it, but are you doing anything to fix it? So yeah, there was just a lot of bad shy of stuff going on then and bad stuff now apparently so uh just yeah and i it's funny because i watched it thinking i'm gonna hate him because i thought i remember like hating him in the movie and i i don't even have that level of emotion toward him more again more neutral i'm like whatever he's just there like it doesn't bother me um it's i you know he's just along for the ride with the rest of the group it doesn't feel I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't bother because I thought I was going to, and I'm just like, I don't know. It's like nothing, just nothing really hits in that second half, which is like the hardest thing to have on a podcast. We're like, I don't know what to even say about this. I honestly don't even yeah, know what does. to say. Like, I, I, I'm with you, man. I mean, I, I don't either. And, and the thing is like, I'm, I'm trying to be honest and, you know, negative toward all the negative things, uh, positive toward, you know, the first half. I, I don't like much in the second half either, but you know, I'm, I, I don't hate the movie either as much as I don't like the stuff. I don't like, I, again, I don't hate it either. I, I, you guys got to learn. You need to love things or hate things. Like you need right. to shout that it sucks. It's not black and white. This whole thing. Unrelentlessly. <laughs> no, yeah. James, J- James. And, and I think that like you and Matt in, in particular, or your feelings are coming through because Oh, you guys are well-spoken and you're clear in your thoughts. And it's not just like, I hate this movie. Oh, because I fucking hate this movie. And as you guys have said, it's not that. And you hate the movie. You're just like, guys, it doesn't work for me. And I think that is going to be like the strongest aspect of this episode is all of us have all these varying opinions on the movie, but we're not, I mean, are we, we aren't shouting at each other about it. We're having like a clear conversation and a fun conversation of discussing a movie that, I mean, for the first time that I've been on the show where we're all kind of like all over the place with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like of the John wick episode where all four of us were like greatest fucking movie of the year. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Losing your mind. Yeah. (laughs) Donnie fucking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, or even so just saw series the best movie like, since Jaws. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> some may say better. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> uh, some people I don't know who they are. Um, and even this Indiana Jones series has been like pretty much universal love up to this point. Yeah. Uh, like at, this is the most mixed we've been. Uh, I just don't think it's fun to go on anything. And well, I mean, sometimes it's fun to hate on something. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes you really want to rally. Shazam against too. I, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Chris really hated Shazam too. I love um, that Shazam two rant. That was great. Yeah, it was great. That was, that was I fun. mean, that's what I was saying before we recorded. Was I wish I had watched Shazam two to kind of compare it to Crystal Skull. Right? I, I, yeah. I, I don't really hate. I, I mean, I, I off the top of my head, I can't think of a movie I hate. Right? Like, because I'll try to find something to I like, like about, anything. Yeah. Right? Like, so yeah, it's really tough to find like, even a one star movie that I just absolutely hate with all my heart. Right? Like. So I can't really say anything. That's why this one, like, it's just a nothing burger of a movie for me, or it's just like, mm, fine, whatever. But I'm like, I have no invested interest in it whatsoever. And that's, I think the only reason that it makes me feel like I like it even less is because how much I love, like I said earlier, the trilogy, right? Sure, Going yeah. into it. So then it makes me, oh man, I, I love this one. I want to love this one so much because I love those so much and I don't. And so it just makes me sad more so than any other movie would make me sad since it is tied to this thing that means so much to me. That, yeah, that's, 
that's really that's how I feel, James. Oh, you said it really well right there. I couldn't say it like that, but that's it. It's like <laughs> I feel so invested in the first three, and I feel so just not into this one, and it it bums me out because I'm like yeah. I still love this character, but everything that's happening is just I'm like I, I don't care. Like just go like just go marry Mary and retire. Like you don't need to do this anymore and carry alien skulls around. I don't know. I'm just kind of like. But at this point, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. There's some fun stuff, but it's, I just, it's, I'm so, it's a shoulder shrug. I don't know. Um, and yeah, there's so few things I hate now, too. I was looking at Motorbox. And what's the last thing I hated? I can't even, I can't even find anything. Like, what's the last thing I actually hated? <laughs> but um, I don't know. Yeah. It's just uh, it's, the Neon Maniacs. Oh, I it did hate killed that. your love for the that horror almost, genre for a few hours. Almost, yeah, for a few, <laughs> a few short hours. I was like, no more horror movies. Um, that almost broke me, that movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. But uh, you know, one thing I want to bring up and brought up is we brought up the creatures on every single episode, like the spiders, the snakes, the rats. Yeah, How do you feel with the fire ants? We got to back to those fire ants. Uh, uh, Andy, what do you think about the fire ants? Do you like them? Do you hate them? Do you not care? <laughs> oh, no, I think they're, I mean, they're, they're dumb fun. I mean, I like seeing the, <laughs> I like seeing, I like seeing a good death or scene for like one of our henchmen and the guy gets a go i mean indy hits him with a you know they have a really nice little knockdown drag out indy hits him with a giant with a uh, log and then just punches him two or three times does that classic and he goes to hit him again and the guy just falls back <laughs> and then the ants just go down his throat and uh we were at my folks yesterday and my nieces and nephews came up and they were and right as that scene happened and they were like this is awesome i was like you're <laughs> darn right it is so i'm like guess what kids love it <laughs> so uh it was one of those yeah it's they're fun i would still uh yeah i still snakes are still yeah <laughs> And this one's so outlandish because it all, you know, it's more outlandish than all the rats because the rats were like, you know, bred and they were really on set falling on them and stuff. And this one I can, it, it's easier for me to not get so freaked out because I'm like, oh yeah, gross, big ass fire ants. Don't care. Never going to encounter them in my life. A rat I could easily encounter. Well, so that's, yeah. <laughs> that's where I get your guys point of view that this looks, there's something off because those ants, I'm like, eh, I know they're not there. Whereas I know, I knew, I knew the rats were there. I knew the snakes were there, the bugs. That's all practical stuff. And I know it's so it's just different. Yeah. It's a good point. Uh, James, the fire ants curious how you feel about those. Yeah. I, uh, you know, of the, 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 these scenes, you know, the bugs and creepy crawlies throughout the movies, this is my least favorite, you know, <clears throat> I know Daniel way earlier, you said that you, you liked them, you know, um, but yeah, I think it is it, it tied into that overall feeling of it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel real. So it just loses a bit for me because I can't connect to it. In it's the not same tactile. Way that I can, but those are right. It's not. It, yeah. It, those like it just feels so fake them swarming and doing like it just sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say this, I will defend this a little bit because I don't know any way you could practically do all this firing. It's like safely because I feel like they would just, you know, no, I, was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I will give them a pass on that because I don't think there's any way you could wrangle rats a little more, I guess. And they're not, if the firing seems, I will, I mean, I'll, sorry, I'm kind of jumping in a turn here, but I was thinking like, yes, this is very CGI and fake, but I was like, if this really happened, this is a horrific way to die because <laughs> that henchman gets him, they, oh, they swarm him and then take him down to that hole. It's like, Jesus oh, yeah, Christ. like I, I guess I should say, if, if we're going to do what we did on all the other ones, this would be the one I would pick the one that I, the least, like, would oh, want yeah, to yeah. happen to me the least. <laughs> this is the worst case scenario out of all the 
Okay. Yeah, I would. Sure. Okay. I, I forgot to kind of ask that question, but uh, yeah, yeah seems these, like a these super are, slow, painful death. Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> bottom yeah, of my yeah. list. Give me everything. I'll take else the snakes the still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give, put these at the bottom. I don't want the fire ants. They scare me. Um, Daniel, you said you like the fire ants. You're okay with them? Yeah, the I love sequence. the fire ants. They're great. I mean. <laughs> I don't know when you, you guys kill me when you talk about the CGI and I'm like, there's like micro, they're tiny little ants. Like they look fine. I don't know. We're not well, that's why I say give a it a CGI pass. I give bear it a... here or something. I wish, tiny I, wish I could, Daniel. I'm trying. <laughs> so, I don't know. It feels so silly. Yeah. I like to think they, they, they go a slightly different direction. And in the last three, it's all like this set piece is the creature and the grossness of the creature. That's the set piece. This, they incorporate the creatures with a fight scene. So it's a way to kick it up a notch to do something different. I think it's really cool the way, you know, if Andy punches the guy, it falls into ants. Um, when the ants go into the guy's mouth, when they're pulling them down the hole. Yeah, I, I think it's cool. It's an exciting sequence. It's a good time. But again, you're, you're touching on it. Like, yes, I agree. 100%. It is literally <laughs> just the way it looks to me. And, and you say, ah, you don't understand why. We, I don't either. I'm, I'm trying to disconnect <laughs> myself from it. Like, I don't want to feel this way, Daniel. Believe me, like I, you know, you see people on Twitter all the time. They post pictures. Oh, look at the CGS, the worst thing in the world. And I'm like, that's so stupid. Who cares? Well, I mean, I'm hip, do that I'm all the time. hypocrite myself like, all the time. I'm doing it right now, but like, I would never just post pictures online and say that's the worst. Like, that's stupid. Right? I get it, but you know, we're doing that about the Flash before it was released. came out. Right. Yeah. yeah, in the Disgusting worst quality, behavior. in the worst quality they could. Like, Disgusting. let me take a grainy. All being said, this looks better than the Flash, and I liked the Flash. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, thank you. Yeah, this looks better also, than tons of superhero movies I've seen the last few years. It really does. Yeah, I was going to say, Daniel, too. Also, on par with the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Matt. Uh, everyone on here, actually, I, I, I think I can connect a little bit of why because you know even thinking about the prequels again and like how much cg is in those i think part of it and i'm just like, how much is in the later what? ones because phantom menace has more miniatures than any of the no right right yeah by. yeah and wasn't no. that one shot on actual film too anyway yes whatever no. besides the point I, they still have a lot of cg but i don't oh yes definitely that's not my issue with those movies as much and i think maybe and literally just thinking of this right now Tom, is it because i feel like Indiana Jones movies are more realistic, so I want to feel the realism. Sure, yeah. they're not fantastical mm -hmm. CGI or sci-fi movies, you know. So, sure, I, I'm. It's just literally my brain will do some of that for me. Whereas in this, I want it to be more real because it always has been, and like I don't I gotcha. expect fake stuff because it, it's all That's based. A, in I mean, oh, for sure, you got to play a slightly different reality. standard because, like. Like Spider-Man 2 is like a top 10 movie for me. I love it so much. But if there was a scene in this where Indiana Jones and a Russian bad guy are falling down, <laughs> punching each other, and it looked like the CGI of Spider-Man and Doc Ock falling in mm -hmm. Spider-Man 2, I would say this is a piece of shit. Like, you can't <laughs> look like this. It's terrible. Indiana Jones, you can't do this. But when it's like Spider-Man and Doc Ock, I'm like, I don't care. It's great. It's fun. You know? So you you do have to apply different standards. I mean, if there's like a CGI Billy Crystal when Harry met Sally, that's a big problem. But you apply different standards to different. I smell movies. a remake. I'll have what he's having. <laughs> They'll probably do it. There'll be like AI Billy Crystal and when Harry uh, and Sally again. Probably AI both of them at this point. Just do it again. Uh, I'm so <laughs> depressed. Oh, what a nightmare. Um, I, I get why you watch old movies more all the oh. time. I'm like Daniel's on the right path. Like it's old so hard movies. for me now. If I'm home, it's so hard to put on a movie that came out after the 90s. That's why I haven't seen Bones and all. Like if I see it in the theater, great. If I'm home, I don't want to watch anything post 90s. Like almost ever. 
So, my, so uh, speaking of my wife is opposite. She has a rule in our house. She won't watch anything pre-1994. Uh, <laughs> 1994 is the cutoff. Yeah. No, Jurassic no Jurassic Park, Park and no last no action. Yeah. No, I, I do it all. The, no, I know. She knows. I do. I mess with it all the time. I'll be like, oh, so, okay. This is, you know, all these movies she loves. Anyway, it's just funny. She just tries to say it. Will you put on yeah. like cliffhanger and say like, it's 94. It's not 93. I swear. It's 94. <laughs> Don't Google it. Don't Google it. Oh, <laughs> right on the cusp. Um, I do have to ask Chris about the fire ants before we move on to anything else. If he, how you feel about the fire ants, Chris? Very important question. <laughs> it's goofy, but it works with the movie. Um, it does lead to, I mean, that henchman getting killed is really cool. I mean, even though like, ah, dude, like as, oh, he's dragged, right? And like, yeah, the stuff about getting pulled into the whole part is like the scariest part. Yeah, like, it's yeah, it's already yeah. bad, and they take you into this hole. You're just like, well, this is how I'm gonna die. Like, and then, like I said, nightmare. it leads into a sequence that I do like, which is the waterfall scene. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, see, like I think Three times by far the dumbest thing in this movie, like way more than <laughs> Aliens. The dumbest thing is when Marion drives off a cliff. And it hits a branch. No, oh, like, yeah. that that yes. that you didn't know that, that branch is there, dumb. man. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, them and that's going the thing where I'm not the waterfall. I'm like, oh, that's so stupid. Over the waterfall, fun, so. so yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd forgotten about that till it happened. I said, oh my god, it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon. What's it's happening? So <laughs> like, boy. it's almost and like <laughs> it's almost like they jumped out of an airplane with a raft, raft. <laughs> it's dumber though because at least then like I in know. this world like that works and indiana jones knew what he was doing but right, with this like the she had absolutely no idea where she, she was see. going no yeah and it's like, like i've got yeah. this i'm like it's also no. thankfully this is one of those you know like uh flotation jeeps it also is a boat <laughs> right it's my favorite model Oh. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that I'm glad you brought that up because that is a moment that's real dumb and real. I can't I can't excuse that one either. I'm like that is just there's a lot happened there. It's like okay, I really got to extend disbelief. Um, can I say my well, least favorite line in this movie? The oh, line sure. I hate is and it I from overall... Marion right there in that scene because I was going to say that before you do. Oh no, but you, you say yours since we're well because in the the waterfall when she they and she's like I don't even remember what leads up to it, but she says like yes, dear, and she's like yeah, and I'm like. <laughs> God, oh, like, yeah. Indy says something ridiculous. And she goes, Yes, dear. Yeah, oh, I get yeah, yeah. That on the that's yeah. fair. That's a fair choice. But <laughs> okay. my least favorite, other than all the screaming Jonesies from Mac, is when uh they look at, at the, the heads that are shaped like crystal skulls. And uh he says Indiana Jones says they do that to appease the gods, and Mutt says, Oh, God's head doesn't look like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that's a bad God. that's a bad reading it doesn't he follow up with like depends on who your god is or something yeah like, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, your god cool. is good that one kind of got by me but that's a bad one. <laughs> yeah that one got by me too daniel that is good. I, it is yeah <laughs> that's a problem with shia labeouf's mutt that i he sometimes is trying too hard i mean it's almost he's like going for super marlon brando slick yeah um, yeah it's almost boy. It, it kind of it's weird like the meta thing where it's like i think shia labeouf's trying too hard but i also think mutt the character is for sure, hard. Hard. and Indiana Jones calls that out. He says, "Like, you don't have to keep oh, doing this right. to prove how tough you are." Yeah, yeah, yeah you have to get sore all the time. <laughs> so right. like, okay. yeah. That's my mother. Yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of marriages from the dining yeah. scene. <laughs> I will go back to something that James mentioned earlier. As much as I like the opener, that I like Ike is a little. It's it's rough. It's a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> it's it's just not. It's it's. <sighs> And and like I it took place in 2022, he's randomly like, "Make America right. Great Again." Right? It's like it's like <laughs> two on the nose, you know. I think is what it is. It's just too too 
too on the nose. It, it, yeah, <laughs> and I I do hate the way Max says C R A. I was like, oh, I don't oh, want to hear you say I. Oh, I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm like everybody <laughs> knows you're not. Like, okay. even where um, where is he hiding those little uh, the tracker things? They're rather large oh, and loud. His butt. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. And like, how does no one see that he's dropping this things like the size of my cup right here? Just like that, that blink. The lights blink on him. Nobody looked down and goes, "Hey, Mac, what's that?" Oh, that CRA stuff. Like it's just. They're <laughs> Oh God. And then um, Mac has, yeah. and I will also. I don't like way the way Mac just goes. It'll be okay, Jonesy. I was like, I we don't care. You, you didn't earn that. No, you yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. to just tell India it's I gonna th- be fine. That's I right. think that his death is one of the worst things in the movie because Indy throws him the whip and he just goes, He's lying on the floor, and he's like, I give up. Oh no, I can't get to that. <laughs> it's whip. like when uh when Modoc died at the end of Ant-Man Quantumania, and he's like, At least I died an Avenger, and the rest <laughs> of them are like yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like Ugh. everybody else is watching and like this guy's be like betrayed us 18 times. We don't care. Like, let go yeah. of the whip. Leave don't it. even yeah. toss it to him. I mean, so yeah. yeah. Dare I say that that Modoc scene is better than what you're talking about? In Crystal <laughs> well, Modoc scene is funny because it's uh, right. It's there. funny. It's like a spoof of so ridiculous. Of I at least right. laugh at that. Uh, yeah. Don't be a dick. Yeah, <laughs> I think John hurts fun. Just I mean, but it's oh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, help, help. I like what he's saying. <laughs> That's the one thing where Indiana Jones sends him to get help. And I'm like, who, who do you think you're going to? Like the, the Russians are the only ones around. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Know. I'm going to commit right here. I put Last Crusade over this movie. I think the reason I felt like they were neck and neck is because I rewatched Last Crusade and I felt like I had it memorized. Like I realized, oh, I saw this the most when I was a kid. Like I knew every beat and it was kind of going through the motions. And I watched this and it was like new and exciting. It was practically like discovering a new Indiana Jones movie. So I got caught up in the excitement, but Last Crusade <laughs> is better than this movie. Oh, okay. I was going to ask that question. Does anybody have King of Christmas Call anywhere besides last place in, in the ranking of Indiana Jones movies? Or no. is it at the bottom? Okay. Even though I have I have hopes, I do fully expect Isle of Destiny to be my new least favorite. I, I am worried. Fully expect that as well. I'm Actually, not worried. I was going to ask I, that. I, I just, what are your guys? It's not Spielberg. On... He's 80 that... years old. I fully expect it's not going to be as good as yeah. any of the rest of them. Here's... But like, I still think I'll, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm still looking forward to it. Oh, here's <laughs> why. I think it's going to be solid. I think it's going to be solid too. Hey, James, James Mangold. Solid. James fucking Mangold. Dude, He's don't great. miss. Yeah, don't miss. I mean, I think his love of the material plus Harrison Ford being energetic as all hell. um, I think I I don't think it'll be oh the worst. Oh, to me, I think it'll go over Crystal Skull, but it's going to have to be flawless. Oh, to to get over the first three. And I just, I don't think it has it. I just based off the trailers and like all the reviews and everything. And, and, I, and I'm not one to put like a lot of stock into like all the reviews and stuff like that, but I haven't looked at a single review and I don't care. So I've read a couple them. and to be totally honest, oh, they seem kind of nitpicky to me. 
Yeah, that's but, how every Disney property is now. It's like it's Disney, so we really want to hate it. Yeah, because like, <laughs> um, we hate want the this to fail because they took. Yeah, yeah. I do think it's going to be a lot of fun. Like it yeah. is still out of this entire year, my in my top three of most anticipated. It's oh hell yeah! This it's this and Dune. Um, my Rebel main Moon. worry is my main worry is CGI people. I yeah. hate CGI people. It's like my biggest pet peeve in movies today. And I know it's going to have CGI Harrison Ford because he's already been in the trailer. It's like, okay, I just hope there's not too much because I, I just fly, I cross the board just hate that technology. I think that that's going to be obviously considering everything I've been saying tonight, that's going to be my biggest issue with this new movie probably too, is just the whole look and feel of it in general. Yeah. Since that was such a big issue for Crystal Skull, this looks very similar to me. To Crystal School, uh, maybe a little less shiny than or bright, a little less bright than Crystal School. But again, I haven't seen much, but yeah, it already it still has that you know, it's it's a new movie. I mean, that's just something that new movies, even in general, kind of weirdly enough, all movies don't look like they did in the 80s, right? I mean, <laughs> just, that's just the way it is, mm-hmm. but um, they should. Yeah, they should. Like, can we not go back? Like, what's what's wrong? But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I hold out hope too, but I'm afraid. I, I am afraid it will end up being very similar to Crystal Skull in yeah. terms of me just like having fun with it and having a fine time with it, but just not it not me like the old ones did. Yeah, and that's cool. You know, I don't. What's uh, I'm hoping for the best. I don't want to say I'm bracing for the worst, but I'm bracing for. Just not very good. If that, I'm I don't want to okay say, with whatever it is, that's yeah, really how I feel. I feel much more at peace with this one. Like yeah. I'm like whatever, whatever this one is. I mean, I guess it could do some egregious stuff. I can't even. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just want. I just want to go and see a fun adventure movie. I hope it's a good time because we're recording this on the 19th. It won't be out till the 30th. This will drop on the 26th. So we're still a little weeks. bit away from when this. I've already out. got tickets. Are you dropping oh, you my- Dial of Destiny technically in July, or are you dropping it Friday? Yes, you. Well, no, I. You, uh, good call because so it comes out on the thirtieth. There's really no feasible way we could get out still in June. So Indiana Jones, June, oh, yeah, Indiana Jones, July, or Indiana <laughs> Jones, July, because because uh, there's June no July, <laughs> Indiana July. There's just no way to get that out in June because for sure, me, James, Mark, and whoever else joins goes to a midnight show on Thursday, and then. Records next I'm going day at 5 30, so I'll be ready. <laughs> Stay up all night. Like, no, no. Chris, I don't want to do that. I'll say something. <laughs> and then, and then the week right after is well, fourth, it's weird. Fourth July is on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to drop episode on that Monday because I feel like it's a holiday week almost or a four day weekend. So I feel like it's kind of going to get lost in the shuffle. So I'm going to wait till probably July 10th for Dollar Destiny to, be, to put that episode out. Ooh, so a little bit right. of a wait, a little bit of a wait, making but, uh, me wait. All right, I know. Fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, but. Hey. I don't want yeah. to celebrate um, America. I just want to listen to film piece. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate well, America. I don't like Indiana Jones is a celebration of America, isn't it? That's <laughs> right. America stealing <laughs> artifacts. America stealing artifacts. <laughs> Ain't that America? Punching Nazis in the face. <laughs> and, yeah, that's the good part. It's like the good and the bad of America. Punching Nazis in the face and then stealing artifacts from other countries. Uh, you know, it's the best. It's everything. James, what were you going to say? Sorry. <laughs> no, this is, this is better. <laughs> um, <laughs> Guaranteed. No, I was just going to say, I think like, you know, in terms of like Spielberg's career, like this is sandwiched between, you know, Munich in 05 and Tintin in 2011. It's just so weird because like if there was no Crystal Skull, it would have been like six years between movies. 
and this one does almost feel like just some like gap because for me it feels so out of place in his filmography it's just kind of weird yeah um, i was gonna say but, oh sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say this one also is written by david kip who you know he uses a lot or did use a lot during that time uh, do you think the writing has anything to do we haven't really talked about i mean we have in terms of like dialogue and whatnot and like scenes and but if that has anything to do with it things not working was kept not the guy for this uh, maybe like i don't know i don't know did you know that it actually was supposed to be a daughter up front, but they changed it to a son because I think he just did a movie, you know, or what was the movie he did before this that had, maybe it was, uh, oh, um, Jurassic World, like, so, not Jurassic mm-hmm. World, excuse me, but somebody was like, well, Goldblum just had a, a daughter and that, and you just did oh, that. Oh, Lost like, right, World. Okay. Yeah, 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 Lost, Lost World, yeah. excuse me. Lost World. So there's that. Which, don't get me started on the movie. We're not. <laughs> no. <laughs> How can you not like that? Because, because, it's not okay. I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not yeah, we don't, want to, we, we don't want to go down that path. I was kidding. <laughs> oh, that kid in the movie is an amalgamation <laughs> of two kids in the book. Okay, it's okay. two different children, and they just took up and made one kid that has the most annoying traits of each of the kids from the book. So it's <laughs> like another double whammy. Man, I have not rewatched Lost World in so long, and I almost don't want to rewatch yeah. it because it, it, in my memory, I really liked it. It's so good. I almost. I don't want to. It's good. I'm, I'm it's not as good as okay. Jurassic World, but it's good. Okay. It's I'm good. It's not, it's not the worst of Jurassic Park movie because, oh. Matt, we went over that on Dominion. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, <laughs> that was, yeah. that was a fun hate fest, too. That, that that movie deserved it. I felt like that movie deserved the beating that it got. Yes. Well, I don't feel you don't bad. like Locust? What's, no, what the hell? That's no. probably the closest I've come like to hating a movie in a while. Speaking of, same here. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna pretend I like every shitty. Movie, Based on know. the same thing we're talking about here, like how much I it's connected Locust. Also, a big back. Exorcist to the Heretic fan over here. I've right. never seen it. Actually, oh. I've seen. I love one and three, of course. I've never watched two. Me I will Ken before it. before David Gordon Green. Reboots. I don't know how to pun, you know, green a ween or hollow green sounds good. Green sourcist. <laughs> green sourcist, sure. extra, extra green, green doesn't really. Extra green is pretty good. Does, yeah. Me and Ken randomly had a wild idea to watch Exorcist 2 last October. And I don't know why we both were like, this is so goddamn boring. <laughs> and then, but we kept thinking like, wait, this is the same plot. Not the same plot, but what's with the locust again? Because that Jurassic World movie <laughs> just came out in the summer. We're like, fucking locust again. Like, um. Yeah. Oh, but I don't every know. now and then I, I'll just look over at my shelf and I'll see that I own a Dominion, and I'm like, "Burn it!" <laughs> you bought it? Is it a box set, I, dude? I you should just I send that to Mark Bond. He needs all the copies he can get. <laughs> I blind bought it, and me and my wife sat down and watched it, and she's Oof. never hated me more. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey, Matt, I know something that we haven't talked about. Oh, yeah, co-host in action. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Break that ship, James. Steer us back uh, to where we need to well, go. Well, I, I, I'm going to tell you why I think we haven't talked about it. Because for me, I didn't even, I don't even notice it in the movie. John Williams' score. I do not really think good. it's his best work. I <laughs> sorry. <laughs> During that chase scene in the jungle, I'm sorry. I was like, man, I don't think this is a very good score from John Williams. Like, I, and most time I wasn't even noticing it. But during that, I was like, why does this sound kind of like? This is like a big action set piece chasing, and it sounds kind of goofy. I was like, "Why? Why is this the music?" Telling here? you, man, everyone is off in this movie. Like everyone I, was in a weird, yeah, something was going on. And we 08. brought up Spielberg, and I feel like this feels like his heart time in this movie. I feel like he didn't want to make it. That's kind of why I'm not upset he's not doing the new one because I feel like he didn't really want to do this one. And it, this is years later. It's like, yeah, give it to somebody else who's 
passionate about the franchise, if you're, if you know, you're like, Hey, I made this thing. I did all I could with it. I'm happy to pass on somebody else. That's great. That's fine. Like, I don't think it needs to be him again. Like if he's not that into it, give it to somebody else. Um, who's probably more invested in doing a new Indiana Jones movie. Cause I think people probably felt like he got all he could out of Indiana Jones at a certain point. At least like I got yeah. all the stuff I could. So I don't know. That's how I felt too. It's like, every, no one feels that into the whole thing. I, that's the other part. I would that Waylon have to bring stuff, but I'm like, I don't get the vibe. Anybody seems really excited to be doing this. It's like kind of bums me out too. So yeah. And, uh, yeah. It, well, it's funny too. Cause like even going like, I feel like Williams could arguably could be, you could be say that they like got better and better per score or, or each score for each movie got better and better. Like he just added on top of, and, you know, added great new theme, themes to like Temple of Doom and then last crusade. Like I, I, those are all great. Like, but then this is just like, mm, what's new that is worthwhile. I, I can't think of anything. I will. Really. Go ahead. I'm so- I'll kind of agree with you that this score feels very just like as great as it is because it's an indie score. It's God, what's the phrase? He's checking all the boxes. Like it, like it doesn't feel as original as I think it should have. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, like, like I think Andy was talking about the the girl theme and Last Crusade and like. You know, there's all those like little almost like whimsical like all the dad theme stuff in last crusade that adds on you know like every every scene with sean connery like where he's doing something and it's like you know whatever i love the score during the tank sequence i feel like i noticed during the tank sequence the score is amazing in this part um like the whole sequence is great but yeah that adds something like it just yeah it just it didn't even hardly register which is like except when the classic indiana jones scene kicks in and you're like Oh, okay. Right, it's that one thing. But like I've been <laughs> that still works. Great. <laughs> you know, all the, I've been watching all these movies so much because we've been doing this, and like I'll be humming Last Crusade and Temple of Doom mm-hmm. and stuff all the time, and I'm like, but Crystal Skull, no, it's kind of. <laughs> I I think the score is at its its best when the motorcycle chase, mainly because it's a lot of indie theme, and there's some fun little moments where you get the. Dun, 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 you know where you know mm-hmm. William Staples in it, and it 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 builds and crescendos with stuff. So I think that's I think the first half is when it's the best, of course, and then uh, it is it's it's a more forgettable score. But even then, like John Williams at his worst is still eons better than most other at their best. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where I'm like, maybe it's it's so unmemorable because. It's just, it's, right. it's, so, it's so good. It. Right, it's right, just, yeah. you're like judging it against absolute bangers, classics that are just have one after the other. And you're just like, oh, I guess I don't really notice it because right. it's there and it's always playing the right beats. It's just not something as memorable. I've heard people say that about his, you know, final, um, uh, uh, final Star Wars score. And I'm like, there's moments of that that I really like. But yeah, there's not like a huge like bombastic or like a huge standout like from the other ones. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like, you talking about Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, people have said like that's like their least favorite of his. Shoot, I got that on seems... compact disc, bro. So do I, man. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I got that physical media. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like so. I guess it's just it's it's so much like the movie it's like it calls back to a bunch of i mean we get the cool you know raiders theme when they first walk into the you know air you know the big warehouse and it's like oh yeah this is where they put the ark and uh, i get it 
So there's not, but there's nothing like super new or super unique about it. It's just, it's solid. It's just there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm humming Timbal Doom right now. Yeah. That's the rest of the podcast. You guys just sing the score to get us out of here. No, it's like, uh, I, I don't really have, I mean, unless Daniel or Chris want to comment on the John Williams score for this one. I, I was like, I don't have much to say about this movie. So I could, I could give you final thoughts or whatever, but unless you guys want to say anything about the score, I don't want to cut you off or anything. If you like the score, or don't like the score either way. Daniel said it's pretty good. Chris said what well, he said already. I didn't God, notice any problems. Like I, I haven't listened to it on its own or anything, but just watching the movie, I had no problems with the score. Um, I'm not but a musicologist in addition to, to not being an action scientist. So I'm not really sure why I'm here. <laughs> I think I just want to really a scoreologist or an action well, scientist. No. Or a... <laughs> I don't know if you've ever listened to me talk about musicologists because they don't exist. Okay. That's not a real word. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I saw I saw What's Up Doc, and it seemed like Ryan O'Neill was a real person. Great movie. Gotta watch it again. Uh, like, that is uh, true. Good movie. Uh, so um, cool. I'm getting tired because I'm just like, what? What's happening? Uh, anyone have final thoughts <laughs> yeah, on Crystal Skull? You want to share? Yes. So okay. I feel like I didn't. I just uh, wrap it up with my final thoughts. I don't feel like I, I said very much about the first half because I was told Daniel we all like the first half. So shut up about that. <laughs> Um, but I <laughs> love the first half so much. And maybe okay, that kind of okay. carries me through the movie. Um, cause I love how hard it commits to the 1950s setting. It's got Elvis. Love Elvis. It's got the red scare. It's got blacklisting. It's got greasers. It's got mulch chops. <laughs> it's got shake, rattle and roll. Like it's packed with 19. 19- oh, it's in its 50s sci-fi homage just packed with all that. And I'm like super nostalgically drawn to the fifties. Um, there's so much about it. I find so attractive. So I love all that stuff. So great on an aesthetic level and so many other levels. Love the nuke scene. So much fun. One of the most fun things ever. Glad it's not in Back to the Future. Back to the Future shouldn't change a thing. It's perfect. But um, because I, I don't know if everybody knows, but it was originally a Back to the Future scene and they kind of reused it for this. Yeah. Um, So love all that. Love Jim Broadbent. Love that he shows up. I love the stuff at the college. Oh, yeah. Um, So yeah, the, the first half is like so perfect for me and the motorcycle chase. Love it. And maybe that kind of carries me through, but I, I, I really enjoy the rest of the movie too. So um, I just think it's a really fun movie. Um, Not an action scientist or musicologist, but to my eyes, it's pretty good. Hey, that, that's funny though. You talk, those are some more callbacks to the original, you know, like it's set up just like all of them, the right? Nuke? Like, no, well, like it has the opening set piece, right? They all do, like they just like Bond, you know, they have their opening. Well, there's only so single... much you can switch up an action blockbuster. I mean, no, yeah, no, have an opening set. I'm sorry. And... Uh, let me back up, Daniel. I was, I was not trying to. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I mean that's what I'm saying. I wasn't trying to like, be back negative. Up, bro. I'm sorry. No, like, I... in this corner we have. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just I wasn't oh, trying shit, to like, criticize. They go <laughs> but like, because then they, they, everyone they go back yeah. to the school. Well, except for Temple of Doom, but you know, like. He has a scene. It's Jim, Jim Broadbent and not Marcus, right? But uh, more callback, you know, just like yeah, yeah, uh, more, sure. more fan service. I'm, I wasn't trying to say it was negative, but like it, it is. It does flow just like the others had kind of yeah. for it, you know. Like that's all. It I'm doesn't. Sorry. It doesn't yeah. switch it up as much as Temple of Doom does, for sure. Nothing yeah, does. Yeah. Um, James, let me just say to you real quick. I could not care less that you don't like this movie. I think you're so cool. I always <laughs> love talking to you. And uh, agreed. Slight man crush, to be honest. Wow, oh that's God. all I have to say. Okay. It's so nice. See, this is yeah, how Twitter should so. be, as Andy said. It's like, 
I was going to say, there's uh, one, uh, two, three, four I was scared. equal man crushes I have here, too, as well. So. <laughs> a lot of man crushes. Also, sorry, Jane, in my effort crushes. to move things along, I just assumed you liked the first half, and you love the first half. So I underestimated how much you love the first half of the movie. <laughs> but, and Daniel, to... I do, too. That's like that's, that's the other we thing. we all agree I, on. Yeah. Yeah, and like I I came in, and I think, you know, me saying the callbacks, I was you thought I was critiquing mm. or was like call, calling you out or something, but I wasn't. No, I also, aesthetically, 50s, great. I, I love all that whenever he's in the fake town. Love it. I've always loved that, too. I never had an issue with that, either. Like, I I love the nuke scene. <laughs> I, like, I love when he's going through the town. and uh, All that, wonderful. Great. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, people really got too into breaking down that nuke scene and being like, well, a fridge wouldn't save you. And that doesn't yeah, a fridge that, have to be open from the outside. Right. You can't get out of the. And then he died. Never an issue for it, me. That, remind, that was like one of the first, I feel like, what I remember. Everybody came, everybody became a script watcher on that movie. On all that, of a sudden, yeah, like, yeah. It felt like it was, was a one picture of, yeah. of script watching and Neil deGrasse Tyson. breakdown videos where i'm going to analyze what's nonsensical about this uh well actually if it's like well actually if you were in a nuclear blast you would just die it's like okay great we we know i do i did laugh this time because he also gets out and just kind of like looks at the mushroom cloud i'm like aren't you a little close still (laughs) Like I, again, it's, it's such a cool shot. But no, no, man, it's, it's a great it's shot. The fridge, okay. Don't worry about that nuclear <laughs> yeah, radiation. I just, I just laugh. It, it doesn't bother. I just go. This is they scrub him down after that. <laughs> yeah, it literally, it's, it's, I... down. <laughs> it's literally Indy entering into the atomic age. Like he's seeing it in front of him, and you're like, "This is what's happening." What? <laughs> Good stuff. Um, anybody else? Final thoughts on Um, <laughs> oh, real fast, I like. Of the homage out of Marcus Brody, you know, the fact that oh, he has a statue on campus, and then of oh, the references, um, out of Henry Jones Sr., um, yeah. because like, oh, we all know, oh, the script got sent out to Sean Connery, and Sean Connery's like, fuck no, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, so Junior, I won't be back for this one. Uh, <laughs> I think there's uh, a Indiana so Jones movie now, leave me alone. So. <laughs> um as i said all throughout the episode i have issues with the movie i do think it's a lot of fun Uh, despite those like all the issues that i have with it it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination i do think oh the first half is a fucking banger man it feels like indie to me Uh, the motorcycle chase you know the old town you're like with the nuclear blast all that stuff fucking rules um, and then it, it kind of stumbles, but as it's stumbling, it still has some highs that I really, really enjoy. And I love the ending. I think it's very sweet. And if oh, they had chose to end it here, I wouldn't have been as happy with the ending as I was on last crusade. But I mean, oh, we have another indie movie that's coming and like, as I said in the last episode, oh, when I think of Harrison Ford, I always think of Indiana Jones first. And this is just another one of those movies where it's like, dude, he's playing my favorite character of his and he's my all time favorite actor. I'm going to have fun with it. That's saying something for a Star Wars guy like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, I said the same thing. Yeah, Chris and I are. Yeah, this is one of those for further twin things when it's like you find more and more <laughs> things you have in in common. But and I will oh, yeah. say. 
part part of me during this episode is playing up the fact that I was going to defend this till the very end, but I think we yeah, hyped it, this episode up on Twitter. Pretty we good. Did. That's what it I was, was just, going it was just for. us being fun and back yeah. and forth. But yeah, like we said, it's, it, you know, in terms of indie, it's, it, it's, you know, the first three are so damn perfect. And this one misses the mark, but much like I kind of like bumbling indie when he gets off of that rocket ship and he's like, Whoa, that's the back <laughs> half of this movie for me. It's like, uh-huh. it's still kind of like it, man, Harrison Ford just can't, not be charming or can't not command a screen so uh yeah there's some moments that don't work there's moments that do work and some of them happen at roughly almost the same time (laughs) (laughs) but uh (laughs) but when this movie works the first half it's an absolute joy And, and much like daniel i think that propels the second half where i keep thinking i'm like well they did give us that so i you know and it's one of those like you know so it's fun and that's it. I just wish it was, I wish we could say that all the indies are all on the same level. They're not. Right. And that's, that's fine. Yeah. That's it. Very well yeah. said. James. True. You- <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, <laughs> in, in terms of all these final thoughts, we're kind of all in agreement, right? Like yeah. none of us love this movie at five out of five. It's a perfect movie, right? Like that. So, I mean, yeah, we all like things. Don't like things. I, it's I no John Wick four. Yeah. It's I mean. no John Wick four. <laughs> <clears throat> um, no, I you know we all do keep saying too like the front half is so overloaded with greatness. It's like man, just imagine if the back end had that greatness. Then you know I feel like we would leave it with that, and like maybe sure. all this conversation would be completely different because you'd be like, oh, well, it starts off a little slow, but then no, well, it's not slow. You know, you know, you know. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think I started this by saying that this was my least favorite Spielberg, and I, I think that. I've come to the conclusion that that's a lie. That's not actually the truth. There's no way because like those, that first half does have so many moments that are so good. And like that motorcycle chase for me specifically is like such a, that's a good, you know, like Andy said, Spielberg unhinged, like that's great. Sure. It's got some, it's still got that weird look and whatever, but to me, it it feels great. I I don't feel the fakeness as much in that scene. It's awesome. You know? And so like, I can't put something that has that, at the bottom of my list whenever because like i don't have any moments like that for like the bfg or you know amistad or you know 1941 while they have moments that i love Mm -hmm. they don't have that moment which in and of itself even if it's only five minutes of the movie is enough to put it up a little higher than those Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to i'm really glad to hear that like i really am well no i mean but it's true like that that if i can focus on that like that's what i'm like saying i love that so much like and even if some of the rest of the movie doesn't work for me and I'm not into it, it sucks that, yeah, it's all that back in. And I'm like, man, that leaves that bad taste in my mouth as I'm leaving the movie. But mm-hmm. Hey, I still remember that moment and that other moment that happened way <laughs> earlier. And they were awesome. Even, I mean, the very first scene with the cars, you know, like in the Soviets and when they're going to the, the base or the whatever, like that whole sequence too. Awesome. Like with the rearview mirror stuff, and like it's just—it's also it's a great Indiana bad, Jones but... introduction. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Picks the hat up in the shadow oh, of yeah. the car. Like, I mean, it's, that's a good introduction. Yeah, yeah. So, it, <laughs> so it's got its moments, and I can't, you know, argue those. And so, like, yeah, even just talking about it now is making me like it more. <laughs> yeah. What if I was just now like, what a this was a fucking piece of shit, guys. I changed my mind. No, I, I, yeah, it's just it, it's funny because it's like bottom five Spielberg for me, but he's made a lot of good movies. It's like. Uh, that I feel and some that I feel like just his 
heart is in more, you know. Um, but it's I don't I don't have ill will or hatred to people that hate people that hate this movie back in the day. I feel like we've it, the revisionism is coming around on a little bit, uh, obviously now, especially after. Let's check back in two weeks when Doll Destiny is actually out in theaters and see really. I can't just wait, wait till this. this episode posts, Matt, and you're going to see just all the comments oh, and, and all the quote yeah. tweets. I did not even, I think I told you guys, but I like, I've never had so many people try to get onto an episode. <laughs> like, literally. And after all you guys are already going to be on, I was like, I can't add all these people. Like, um, people, and it was all people saying, Can I come on and defend? crystal skull or do you need crystal skull defenders and i was like shockingly enough i think we have plenty <laughs> like <laughs> i was like we're, we're not short on uh defenders of the movie um although i think maybe like people might have come on and even defended it even more passionately i don't know like the sure. some people yeah. seem like they really loved all, it like all you had to say was no i'm good i good i have andy gorm and everyone would have been like, <laughs> be like, oh, the most positive asshole on the planet who loves everything. Oh, that positive uh, guy again. Andy yeah. proved it, though. Like, he he was being honest there, too. Like, he said he was, like, I, I feel like if you got someone that was defending it more, are they defending it more honestly? Or are they defending it more because they feel like it needs defending more because it's been so shit on? Like, like I need Andy a Twitter saying, personality. I got to find an underrated movie to defend. <laughs> and, like, do you even believe it? Like, find one somewhere. <laughs> Right. Not to say that someone can't like think this is the best Indiana Jones movie, but I just find it very hard to believe. And I would love to hear that person convince me. Like that'd be See, awesome. Like, that would like, be it would be amazing. Yeah. Tough to do. <laughs> Honestly, it oh again, and not to I would lay out of Star Wars, but I thought there was no way in hell that anyone would ever think that any of the prequels are are their favorite all-time Star Wars movie over yeah. the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. And I see it every single day. If Absolutely. I post a ranking, <laughs> I, yeah. I always see a ranking with uh, the Phantom Menace in like the top three. And I'm like, okay, I've learned to I'm not judge anybody's rankings because, I mean, I got The Last Jedi as my number four. And man, people fucking hate me for that shit. <laughs> Wait, really? People don't oh, like that yeah. movie? I think I got it as my number two. That's why I'm eating my like so locusts or anything. Like... I do this all the time, man. Like There's I say no something and like I'm immediately proven wrong. I'm like, oh god, I, yeah. yeah. Like, the Last Jedi CGI is slightly better than the, than Crystal Skull. So yeah, I don't see why the hate is there. I only a little bit. Um, yeah, I Although, never. I, yeah, ten more. Actually, ten be more fair. Years. Phantom Menace still holds the record for movie I've seen the most, and I will never beat it. I guarantee that. Oh, in no, a no, million years. Phantom Menace is so good. Like for real, like Daniel. You don't I'm know not how even lying. No, I'm not even lying. No, you don't know how many times I saw it in theater that year. It's, it's the first movie can, I can, can remember you, seeing in theaters. Actually, can so you say the we number do, again, Andy? Just for the record, how many times you saw it? Uh, yes. <laughs> although I kind of want to see James' face when I say it again, because oh, <laughs> yes, well, I saw Phantom. Oh, now I'm going to preference it. My parents had moved and they were selling our house. So I stayed there to keep the house somewhat clean. And I was working that summer. I got up at five every morning, went to our local uh, <laughs> Metro park. I cut grass till about two 30. Then I go to my uh, grandparents tree farm or, you know, nursery and I'd water trees until six 30 at night, which is just headphones on and just water. So all day and my parents and family were two and a half hours away. I had some friends who moved away. So it was just me. And that was it. So I went as often as I could. All my spare money went to Phantom Menace stuff. I saw it 24 <laughs> times in the theater. 
it's 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 asinine. <laughs> like I oh. even knew my my then my future wife at that time, and I made I, she went twice. That's how I knew I like somehow conned her into it. I was like, man, she's into me. She's going to see Phantom Menace twice in the theater. So, so yeah. So time we do our Phantom Menace episode on Imperial Scum, we are talking to Daniel. He's coming on for that one. I love. Yes, Phantom most certainly. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> Can you do twenty-four episodes on uh, episode? Probably not. I'm the There's short a Phantom Menace remember, series. <laughs> Break it down into no. 24 parts of just like to somehow honor that a uh, crazy accomplishment. I mean, it doesn't, it it doesn't like need that, to be honored. It needs to be put into a <laughs> mental institution. Is what it needs to be you done. know, when you set it up like you did, I'm like, I understand this more. Like, I get it. Um, yeah, just have me on for the one episode where we talk just... about why Qui-Gon is the best Jedi. I'll, I'll just do that oh, one. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Andy, write it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the list. <laughs> list. Wait, well, hey, I think y'all know uh, Phantom Menace has my favorite lightsaber battle, so like that's going to be oh, yeah. a topic on another this. episode. Like, oh yeah, yep, yeah. And you got like endless material to do. Awesome. I know episodes. you have so much material to talk. We about. have like lists of fucking podcast episodes that <laughs> he came up with. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. And well, like, and dude, we can also talk about Lucasfilm stuff. So we can talk about Willow, Indy. We can talk about all this stuff. I love those. Uh, right <laughs> good movies what's uh, that last movie george lucas directed the like weird animated one? Oh, strange magic yes strange magic oh wow i red tails <laughs> talk about that's like the them. ugliest looking movie i never saw it i gotta look this up because oh, i feel like i don't even remember it oh god i will say one more quick uh <laughs> thing that i right. read about this one i love that like we're not doing aliens we're not doing aliens so george goes okay it won't be aliens they're going to be inter inter fine george we'll just do your damn alien movies (laughs) (laughs) oh that is good i'm glad you i'm glad you brought that through because yeah the cut international beans it's oh boy um yeah you always wonder like how much would different would these movies be without Lucas over Spielberg's shoulder, like you know, so you gotta aliens, you know, we gotta aliens. have the, you know, like, kind of funny. aliens. No, okay, Inter- interdimensional beings, John. All right, that's a good Lucas. <laughs> Thank you. That's a really <laughs> good Lucas. Um, well, I, I guess I guess we could wrap up Kingdom of Crystal Skull. I feel like we've said all that we said. It was very Five civil. stars, yes. Okay. Uh, we, I love that we hyped it up like it's like a fight on Twitter. It was just a very civil discussion. Like I do, I'm not going to fight you over a movie. It's just not. No. Uh, Never. Not, you guys not, are way and, too cool to get angry over a stupid movie. It's funny <laughs> to give each other like shit about it, but it's different than fighting about yeah. it. After this, so, I'll make a very dramatic tweet about how friendships were ended, and people will be like, "I gotta go. listen to this." I gotta listen. Yeah, hype episode. it up, please. Uh, this, <laughs> oh my god, are you? Are you should have heard Andy swearing at people? <laughs> I'm gonna tag Chris and be like, "Untwinned." <laughs> oh my god, you would send our friends on Twitter like a, a fit. Like, what happened? What happened? Matt, Lindsay I'm sending that promo rage like... back. <laughs> I will have nothing of yours in my house. <laughs> I'll be like, okay, Daniel, it was it was a free thing, but I'll take it back. <laughs> uh, I get it. Um, you're like, don't come to Chicago in October. Don't you show up? <laughs> oh my God, yes, that's so yeah. exciting. We haven't even I, mentioned that. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Listen, how do we that's get all awesome. these guys here to come to Chicago? I'm not that far away, really. I'm like two and a half, three hours, so I could make it even if I can't. Dude. Yeah. Well, you got to do it. You got to do it. That's a short months. drive. I'm giving that you is. months and months of notice here. Let's do yeah. this. Yes. Like, no, trust me. I br- I brought it up to my wife and she was like, well, we'll see what's going And I was like, no, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
All right. I'm just saying. Um, but yes, thank you guys for doing this and talking about this one that I, I honestly before was like a new down the line. I got to talk about this movie and I was not excited about it, but this was a very fun discussion. So I was happy we did it. It was a good time. Um, thank you guys again. So uh, I guess. I want to know. I want, <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish your wife had turned to her in Jurassic World Dominion and been like, I want to know. <laughs> why are we still married no. <laughs> no during dominion my wife just kept looking over going this is your fault and i'm like yeah. oh, no. uh, you're looking over like why are you scrolling for divorce lawyers on your phone stop it <laughs> <laughs> we saw dominion at the drive-in and my wife just hung out in the car on her phone she was oh, she well, checked out, a check out. I mean, i'd have been tempted out. to drive out of the yeah, drive-in yeah, I would have driven away <laughs> Like the drive-in was off. the only enjoyable thing about the experience. I was like, ah, I'm at the drive-in. It's this is fine. I would have just walked out of my car and been like, I'll come back tomorrow. <laughs> like, I'll walk home. I think it hit Peacock or something, and one of my friends went, Hey, it's on Peacock. I was like, Well, good, I'm not paying for it. And I watched <laughs> it and I was like, I'm mad I'm paying for Peacock right now. <laughs> oh man, I think I told Matt about I saw it in the theater like a dum-dum. Oh, like, I did too, like you a know, dum-dum. Randomly they serve like, food oh, at least. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I guess I'll go watch Dominion or whatever, you know. Wasted a whole movie trip on that. See, you can't <laughs> criticize Harrison Ford's deliveries in this movie when there you got Sam Neill going, Ellie, I'm going with you. <laughs> My favorite. Yeah. Uh, talk about another movie where it was hard for me to explain to people, you know, again, why I ooh, like obviously way worse than Crystal Skull, but like I, I couldn't pinpoint, you know, exactly what it was that they were ruining about all of the people I loved in Jurassic Park and like all this history. I was like, man, I, I don't know. It's just not. I think it's good. right there on the screen, but yeah, it's not. Just- <laughs> right, yeah. I, I, I just, I was like, you just got it. I don't know. I, you see, there it is. <laughs> Rough. Oh, okay. Don't get us started on Jurassic World Dominion. Let's just right. move on from that. Let's, okay. Let's okay. Wrap uh, this up. Uh, okay. Andy, do you want to plug people to follow you? Anything coming up you're going to be sure. on their shows? Uh, I mean, no, other than when Chris and I eventually, uh, you know, record and put those out, like we were talking about last time, we're uh, hoping for August, I think, is when we're planning on getting those out. So uh, uh, look for that. But if you want to follow me on Twitter or uh, uh, Instagram, that's Andrew M. Gorham. Again, no crazy takes, just positivity and uh, super niceness. So if you don't like that, fuck off. This is a crazy take. I like this, Andy. Love it. Uh, (laughs) uh, Chris, where people follow you and anything you're going to be on soon or working on? I don't have any episodes planned or in the can other than, like Andy said, you know, um, we're still working on like all the finer details. um, And we actually have to sit down and record and we're almost into the summer season at my work, which is, which is insanely busy. Um, Oh, hope you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at gingerdome 81. It's where I'll be posting like all the updates of hopefully, hopefully um, our show that everybody likes. Yeah. Hopefully (laughs) I'm sure they will. I'm looking forward to it. So you guys are very entertaining, especially as a duo. You have to be. We talked shows last time. Like you're just the twins now. You're always together. So uh, I'm excited. So um, James, go plug your stuff or people follow you. Hmm. Oh, you know, <clears throat> at, at TJ underscore Mackie M A C K E Y four three two. That's my Twitter. That's the only thing I got. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's awesome. Yeah. yeah just throwing awesome. that out there. Spielberg and Tony Scott and 
you know, that, what else? Days of fucking thunder, man. You kidding me? A lot, a lot of days of thunder. A lot of days, a lot of days of thunder. thunder. Lots of days of thunder right now. For some reason, I don't know what's going on. There's things. <laughs> Prompts will come days up of and it's like, days of thunder fits in this. You know, like. <laughs> I did notice that there's a lot of prompts recently that like I'm like even before we're gonna see you do it, I'm like James is gonna say days of thunder for this. I can't remember what. Like, oh yeah, like, it was that one. Driver, uh, friendship you know, one. Yeah, friendship. The, the one about friendships. I was like, oh, oh look, it's perfect. Right yeah, there. who's the best driver? Friendship. I was yeah. like, yeah, this is all setting up James. All right, for, Speed Racer yeah. wins that one, but Cole Trickle's a close second. Yeah. Well, I I was gonna do Monkey from uh, Grandma's Boy, but you know. Oh. Drive, monkey, drive. drive. Oh, I love that part. <laughs> I, that, I love that movie so much. It's so stupid, but I love it. <laughs> like, oh, me too. Oh, man. Hilarious. It's July. Oh, shit, bro. It is July. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'll never forget me and my friend seeing that it, when it came out in theaters and like hard they went being there and us being in the back and just like losing our minds. We were sober, by the way. I think everyone thinks you were like so stoned. We were just so we were losing it. Everybody in the theater was like, no laughter at all. We're like, what's wrong with you guys? Oh, Hilarious. man. Like, uh, <laughs> I love it. So, I love Grandma's so good. Um, Me and my wife, to this day, every we'll, we'll just randomly quote, like, the what does high score mean? <laughs> did I, oh, yeah, yeah. Is that good? Is that good? Uh, so, maybe a Grandma's Boy episode one day. I don't know much to say about it. <laughs> just quote the movie. Um, uh, and last but not least, Daniel, uh, what do you have going on? Yeah, uh, <clears throat> for the Cobwebs podcast, definitely the main thing I'm focusing on is the Carpenter series. By the time this posts, I'll have the second episode out, which is um, Assault on Precinct 13 and Rio Bravo. Uh, so you can look forward to that. Um, but the YouTube channel is popping. I am having the time of my life doing that right now. I'm having so much fun. Next few episodes are, um, I've got a video coming out on some recent vinegar syndrome pickups, including one that Matt sent me because Matt is the best guy around. <laughs> Uh, I've got a video coming out on my ranking of the entire filmography of Wes Craven. That was really fun to prepare for and do. And then I'm continuing my favorite movie of every year series with the nineties. So that'll be coming out soon as well. Ooh. Yeah. Allow me to say, I, I'm a super big fan of that show, man. When I, I was like, Hey, Daniel's on YouTube. What? And I started following, I was like, man, this is great. So thanks, man. Excellent job. I really appreciate your comments, by the way. That's, that's always really cool to see. I got to get on there more. Like, I always forget. Like, just, yeah, James, come on. All of our friends have so much well, content. That's the problem. I know. It's like, it is. I know. All of our friends have I a totally podcast on YouTube, that. and I'm just like, Websites. guys, I have like two hours free during the day. Dude, that's my <laughs> drive Final time. Final Fantasy 16's fucking... coming out. And you got Shazam 2 for like a week straight. Yeah. <laughs> it took me five days to watch that fucking thing. Oh, God. I can't wait oh. for Daniel's episode on why Shazam 2 rules. Yeah. <laughs> not for me, man. I have no, no interest. Downvote that video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Chris, uh, Chris, whenever you do watch Extraction 2 before I forget, we got to get your tactical thoughts on it. Yes, I please give us your rating when you see it. Please. I'm curious. Okay. I'm curious about the tactical. There's a lot of like ridiculous stuff, but I'm sure right. there's still that, some good yeah. tactical work. I don't know. It's like a, yeah. Uh, the first curious. one, honestly, is on my scale is a five out of five. Oh, wow. oh. outside of like okay. all like the wacky stuff and everything. But when he moves, it is spot on. Spot mm-hmm. on. Okay. Okay. Cool. By the way, Chris, you're not an action scientist. I was saying is trying to copy Mike Scott. Just so you know. <laughs> Nobody here. You're all good. 
nobody here. No, no, just a lot of people trying to correct Mike on uh, Twitter about action oh. knowledge, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, Morons, go ahead. Uh, they all got not hilarious PhDs for Mike because really I felt fast. bad because Mike was getting shit for no reason, but uh, just people trying to be like, well, again, well, actually, like, actually. like he said, he forgot the first rule of Twitter: never tweet, never you know? tweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor Mike comes no, out it's of like never be popular, never have a following. <laughs> That's the secret. I got it. Yeah. I got to kill the Twitter at a thousand followers. If I get to a thousand, just kill it and start a new one. Just start all over. I just like, passed a thousand. I've been hovering oh. below it forever. Welcome to hell. It was a fright night tweet. I put out a fright night tweet. It blew up. I'm suddenly over a thousand followers. Oh, welcome gotta, to hell. Good luck. <laughs> you've either got to delete it or you got to just ignore. <laughs> <laughs> start blocking. That's the <laughs> other rule for me. Like my first rule is just ignore and move on. That's what I did. Yeah, that's a good that's a good yeah. rule. That's a good Don't rule. I mean, I was I was there's stuff I'm ignoring on Twitter. I was right championing <laughs> Matt's movie, Last Action Hero, and of course, you know, you get all these Yahoos that are like, oh, it's a piece of crap. It's a piece of crap. Wow. I didn't see any flopped. of that, so I was very I lucky. only ever hear lavish praise for Last Action Hero. I feel like everybody loves it now at least. Right. Yeah. Luckily, most of it's been positive, so yeah. I didn't see I still, anything I'm negative. You, I still get so. yeah, I still get mostly positive, but there are those people <laughs> you think last action here is one of those movies andy hates now i really want to know oh, what are oh, the no, movies no. andy loves that movie. Oh, I can already uh, no i love last action here one of the movies i <laughs> hate you. is jurassic world dominion there it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i was not a fan yeah. of snake eyes i'll be honest with you like look at go back that's yeah, one of the man. things oh. i trashed on my like I review because i was so excited because of the action team yeah. that did you know maroni kenshin and then this is what we got that was a really oh, boring movie man it, it made me so, so i'm like i'm like uh, not only that, uh, Snake Eyes is a douchebag. Storm Shadow as a character is way more compelling. And it's Andrew <laughs> Koji who just exudes sexiness. So don't care about Henry Golding. <laughs> I love Henry Golding. And I oh, want yeah, him he's to not get a bad, franchise. But he's terrible. I, it sucks yeah, he got in that. Right. I, and well, I'm also, yeah. I hate to say it, you stand those two next to each other. Andrew Koji just can't help but be charismatic. And he's like, well, I'm going to be a douchebag Snake Eyes. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like... <laughs> Snake Eyes was better when he didn't talk. See you guys, see you guys, this right here? See this right here? Dude, is what I was yeah. talking about. This is negative, what I am. I'm calming down. All right, nope. This, this, is, this is as negative as it's going to get. But guess what? Times, right? This is great, right? <laughs> I'll end it with that. Oh, <laughs> boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was very supporting Snake Eyes. I remember being like, this could be cool. And then it was not what I thought it was going to be. So, um, Oh well, we'll move. You know. That's, anyway, you know it's so yeah. funny y'all are talking about snake eyes because I was Matt's literally... tried so hard to end this. <laughs> I know, I know, Matt. I'm sorry. I was literally though was driving home today and from the store and was thinking randomly popped in my head. I never watched Snake Eyes. Maybe I should watch Snake don't, Eyes. Don't. No. <laughs> Do not. Eco your way is this place. Promise you. Yeah, there's okay. a lot of other movies to watch that you don't One of you the can, best... don't watch movies yeah. that came out after the 90s. Okay. Yeah. Follow, <laughs> don't do it. follow that philosophy. Uh, I don't watch yeah, anything post 1994. Yeah. <laughs> More than once. Uh, well, like I said earlier, I think the next Format. episode will be out July 10th. It's a little bit of a wait, but uh, okay. finish up with Tile Destiny and then get back to normal programming, which means random whatever every week. So uh, I mean, I've loved talking to Indiana Jones, but I'm excited just to do kind of different random stuff every week again but this has been a yep. lot of fun people have been really loving this series i've seen the good. numbers are blowing me it's away awesome man I, it's been a really good <laughs> I mean i guess it's not a surprise it's a major franchise but i don't know sometimes you do these major movies and people don't seem to react that much probably because they haven't talked about it a lot so i was kind of worried people were like they've had enough indiana jones talk over the years but 
people seem to be loving it. So thanks everyone for listening. Um, and yeah, you can follow the podcast on Twitter, Film Feast Pod. Follow me on Twitter, Maple87. Follow me in the podcast on Instagram, Film Feast. Um, and yeah, we're back in a couple weeks for Dial Destiny, which we all hope is good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll see y'all next time. Bye, everybody.